This week's episode of the Co-Optional Podcast is proudly sponsored by Squarespace. Get 10% off your first order at squarespace.com slash co-optional. Create your own professional-looking website with no prior knowledge required at squarespace.com slash co-optional. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome to the Co-Optional Podcast. It is the 3rd of Feb. Yes, you Americans and your weird dates are the wrong way round. It's confusing. I'm never going to that. Yeah. February 3rd. Is it? Yes, it's February 3rd. Yes, it says 2-3, which to me would be the 2nd of March. But Mm. unfortunately, you guys do it backwards, and I don't know why. 2-3-1-5. Yeah, that made things a lot easier. Thank you. (laughs) 2-1-5. Yes. That, that sounds like you're advertising for some kind of AM radio station, which is not okay. 99.3215. Ew, the, hey, the, the, the weasel. The yeah. <laughs> I, I just, Who's I want a, I want a radio station called The Weasel. It's that simple. Like, why why can't I have one? I, I suppose we could what set one up. What does the weasel up. sound? Like the... That, that's more the like a weasel. bird, I think, isn't it? <laughs> I was going to say, that sounded... Kakaka the weasel. Kakaka? Mm. <laughs> no, the, it goes... <laughs> The weasel. Weasels don't sound like that in any way. Come on. I don't know. You don't know what a weasel sounds I bet, like? I'm going to find out what a weasel, weasel sounds like. It would sound like that if it could. All right. I'm going to look we- up. Let's play, play time with Ozzy the weasel. Right, weasel sounds. Okay. Yes. We're going to look this huh? up. A California long-tailed weasel right here. And you. Uh, <laughs> I bet it's not. I bet it doesn't sound anything like that. I bet it doesn't sound a damn thing like that. Let's see. I'm just saying. And out of the corner of his eye, nope. identified this strange creature. No, that's not the sound of a weasel, actually. We're, we're working. It's very there hard. See? Why is it so hard to find the sound of a weasel? Not a weasel, because I know weasels. Look, <laughs> I know weasels. If there's one thing I know, it's weasels. Oh, aha. <laughs> there we go. That's the sound of a weasel. It doesn't sound anything like that. They just got to squeak a bunch. I've been playing Sweet Odin 2 on the Vita, and, <laughs> and they have they have uh, you you talk to the animals and they have like the Japanese phonetics because the translation was so poorly done that they left in all the Japanese phonetics. Right. So you talk you talk to a horse and he goes, bra 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 bra, and that's like, an accurate translation. Yeah, yeah. You talk to a dog and he goes, biu biu. So these are the sounds that animals make in Japan. That uh, well, that's so, true. I learned well, that. Well, I mean, you guys uh, animals do speak in a different males. accent in Japan. You know, it's important. Yeah, to know. who knows? In that's, America, they go wakakaka, and maybe it's different in Europe. And they make money symbols. And they make money. They make it rain. You guys are worst. What the hell's wrong with you this week? This is even worse than usual. Oh God. I guess that's our welcome wagon for, I think, one of the first kind of more traditional games media guests we've ever really had on this show. This is traditionally more of a streamer and YouTuber show, but this week we we bring along the, uh, the man with the plan, the fellow who has made a living talking about snacks on a video game website, 
the one and only Jason Schreier of the official SnackTaku.com. Welcome to the show. Snacks and TV shows. Snacks and TV shows and watermelon butts in thongs. Yeah, but you know what? I mean, I just want to make something clear, John and Jesse and Dodger. We are not just any site that covers watermelon butts. We are the... Site that covers the watermelon butts. So we watermelon butt website. I don't know. Did you guys use Squarespace? I, I don't know. If you use Squarespace, I bet you could make a better website about you about watermelon yeah. butts. That could happen. Get it in there, Jesse. <laughs> Get paid. There you go. But you know, I think what would be what would be really interesting actually is to kind of compare, I suppose, the jobs that we do to to the job that you do, and it's it's kind of two sides of this very interesting coin that you've got your more traditional games media coverage the websites which are writing a lot every day and then you've got youtube which is producing like at least on each individual channel they're not producing that much like we maybe make one or two videos a day at most and if we make too much we actually like get really bad diminishing returns so like what what does a day look like for you when you're writing for a video game website it's funny. I mean, every single day is different, which is one of the reasons that I love this job so much. Um, I couldn't imagine going into an office and doing the same thing day after day. Mm-hmm. Some days I'll get in and there will be a million different things going on and I'll have to write 10 different short posts about like, I don't know, all sorts of things. The A announcing the next Battlefield or some Ubisoft game being broken as always. Um, so what? so I- that'll, I mean, no, never, no, never. Um, <laughs> we never write something along those lines. That I mean, no, we, that would just be not. untruthful. But it's actually, I mean, we've we've we try to find a good balance. And Stephen, my boss, Stephen Totella, tries to keep all of the writers pretty balanced. So that like some days we might be able to take the day off and work on some long form piece of work that is maybe more like a, a video that you guys do, where it's like it's a long piece of content designed to be read. Uh, for by people over a long period of time, or one day we might be writing a whole bunch of short news blasts just because there's a lot of stuff going on. It really depends. Yeah, I mean, I've seen posts on your website that are basically just an animated GIF and a few lines. I mean, that can't be making a great deal of money. I mean, that's got to be like uh, quantity. It's kind of quantity posts, right? It's the sort of thing that keeps people coming back to the site like multiple times a day just to see some little thing. Well, I don't know what's making money and what isn't because one of the things that uh, Kotaku and our parent company, Gawker Media, is very good at is separating the editorial from the ad people, and we really have no interaction with them at all. But um, yeah, which is definitely for the best. Um, But uh, I think the small gift posts, I mean, for some people, there are some readers who like those small little blasts and just like click on Kotaku every half hour just to be entertained and work. And then there's some readers who like the long, thorough, 3,000 word investigation pieces. So we try to find a balance and try to do a bunch of stuff. I mean, personally, I think an ideal video game website can have all of that stuff, just like like uh, an ideal YouTube channel can have a podcast that talks about silly things and tries to figure out what sounds a weasel makes. Uh, as well as in-depth looks. You're welcome, by the way. Indeed, absolutely. (laughs) That's going to be an article on Kotaku later. It's like, we found out what these stupid YouTubers didn't know how... (laughs) We could go BuzzFeed style, 13 sounds a weasel does not make. Yeah, well, we go. have to. We got to get some snacks in there. So maybe if there were weasels. Yeah. So I mean, snack wise, like, are you saying like maybe thirty, forty percent of your content is about nacho cheese? Is that is that about right? That's a good. That's a good. Uh, man, I wish. Cheese. That's a good demographic you got there. Like, I wish. To be fair, who doesn't like nacho cheese? Like that's that's the most diverse demographic you could ever hit. It's like everyone likes this thing. Let's do articles about it. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's funny. We we have this kind of rule of thumb. We sometimes bounce around ideas in our in our group conversation device. Uh, Slack is what we use. And we'll talk about videos. We'll talk about snack ideas. And the rule of thumb is usually if you think it's something is cool or interesting and you think our readers would think it's cool and interesting, then just fucking post it. I mean, we're not going to go way into way out of geek territory. So you won't be seeing us posting about like, I don't know, celebrity gossip or some of the other stuff that, that, um, other sites might be posting about, but like, like if we Gawker see Media something <laughs> like the got the more gossipy sites on the Gawker media, we're one of the more, uh, uh, geeky sites. I think the company's divided into gossip and geek. Yes, um, I, I would say so. <laughs> so yeah, but like like for a while last year, are any are you guys fans of Twenty Four? Any of you guys like Twenty Four? Uh, I, I like am. season three and then just got yes. bored of nope. it. It's like no, it keeps happening. Okay, You're well, wrong. so season it got better and better last season. Tactical missiles couldn't even stop Jack Bauer. He <laughs> maneuvered tactical missiles. All right, exactly. okay. So, I, I, okay. Now I want to so, watch it again. So, so hear me out. So if one out of three of you guys of this sample size likes 24, then probably a lot of our readers like it too, right? And a lot of like, it tends to be a show that geeky people like. There's a video game over it, uh, about it. Um, Jack Bauer is like, I mean, Kiefer Sutherland obviously is in the next Metal Gear and he's like a big geek figure. Also so, happened to be like the guy who made the best speech at the video game awards. Like That is it, true. He actually yeah. sounded genuine. That was awesome. That like, was legit. If, if I have to take his speech over Tim Schafer's dick jokes, I'll take his speech any day of the week. Thank you very much. Like, <laughs> it, his, his speech was great. It's like the guy's worked in games. He understands the the, the actual medium, and I really dig that. That's absolutely fantastic. But, uh, um, I mean, but I, yeah, there's so, a term for what you do, which is basically like geek adjacent. It was a similar thing to what Polaris was trying to do for a while. Although I like it, it. Kind of fell like flat it. on its face for the most part. I think Dodger, as you will probably tell people, it's uh, the geek adjacent I mean, stuff is maybe not so good. Yeah, we always we always try to be like, maybe some anime stuff, and then yeah. we just keep doing gaming stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's maybe that's funny because our stuff. readers love yeah. it. Our readers love both of that, both both anime and comic. And so I found that like if one of our writers really cares about something and really is like passionate, and the readers can tell, then they'll tend to embrace it. So like that's I was recapping yeah. twenty four when the new season came out, uh, the limited thing last year. I would write weekly recaps, and it was just so much fun. And like I had a blast doing it. Our readers seemed to dig it. Um, so like that's the type of stuff that we have fun doing, and I think it's part of what has made us such a big site and such a such a. a successful sign in many ways true cool all right well welcome to the show that's a nice little icebreaker they get people you. sort of used to what you do outside of that we have these idiots jesse welcome to the show hi wow i'm look i'm still excited about the fact that jack bauer dodged tactical missiles oh, God. they were locked on to him how did he do that how he what, what like the point how do you lock tactical missiles onto a person like that's not a thing that they, happens no, they locked it onto his car they locked it onto his car why didn't you just get out of the car then he do well he dodged he dodged them because he had to dodge them with the car in the middle of why? london what because he he's driving jack bauer. okay right first thing driving in the middle of london not a thing that happens that's a lie secondly you could have dodged the tactical missiles by going into the fucking tube that's under the entire street. Does like, it, it does. Look, Jack Bauer doesn't need to do that. He's Jack Bauer. He, the U.S. government was do, after does him. Does Jack Bauer the, pay the, the congestion charge? That's the question. Everyone was after him. Look, I could watch 24 all day, every day. That show is so silly. It's if there was a shark yeah. to jump, it yeah. jumped it and then shot the shark in the head, and I approve. <laughs> I'm totally okay with well, that. This is a very oh, shark man. week, so I think that's very appropriate. Everyone's Real. about the dancing sharks this week. <laughs> 
Oh my! Well, oh, man, to be fair, you and, I, you and I are going to be good friends. Uh, you and I are going to be good. good Jesse Jack hates sharks. He's uh, he's the worst, dude. He do, but he does like twenty four. Hates so. sharks. Cool. Yep. If you fit in that Venn diagram. Yeah, that's a particular specific demographic that you're both <laughs> yeah. working towards here. Dodger, welcome to the show. Hi, um, I'm with TB. I watched the first like three seasons of Twenty Four, and then I, I stopped watching it. I'm sorry. And I also love sharks. You missed sharks, when Jack so... Bauer cried in a car. You missed every good moment. When cried he was like, in a car. Well, fuck. I've got to get back to that, that, was, that then. That was the That's worth abandoning of the season seasons. three of the West Wing. The last for. scene of one of the seasons was him just crying in a car. You Boom. guys missed Jack Bauer putting on like an Iron Man mask and like like knocking out ten Secret Service agents so he could kidnap an ex-president. Like, guys, you guys, if don't I'm, even if know. I'm gonna choose, look, if I'm gonna choose a ridiculous sort of show to watch, I'd much rather watch something like Teen Wolf. And just be like, what the fuck no, is happening? That is, but it's just that like is, A plus. A plus is everywhere. That requires a <laughs> vagina to watch that show. I can't do it. He's a handsome man. He's, he's chiseled. I love that shit. He's oiled at times, uh, from what I can tell. Nothing wrong with appreciating a fine figure. Can't do it. <laughs> can't do it. Oh, incidentally, by the way, Dodge, I've got you beaten on the hood this week <gasps> because. Oh, is it Spider Man? Oh, what? Never yeah. mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is ridiculous. No, that's Spider-Man, though, right? It's Deadpool. That's the joke. It doesn't quite fit over the hat. I should probably Do you wear it. that out of the house? Yes, I literally walk around the street in a Deadpool robe. That's yeah, the thing that yeah. happens. I to be fair, I'm in I North Carolina. I could probably get away with it. It's it's okay, especially in this area. But what are you trying to say about North Carolina? <laughs> I, I'm just saying we don't really give a fuck down here. You know, you LA guys are just far too uptight. You know, we, I walk outside in a so bathrobe tight. at times. I'm going to collect. So I'm, tight. I, apparently, everyone thinks I like bathrobes now. They're entirely correct. It's pretty much all I wear indoors these days because it's just much. It's much better in my. I blame my current condition. So I have a collection of them now, and it's they're slowly getting more ridiculous. The Deadpool one outdoes the Jedi one, which outdoes the Captain Kirk one. So I'm not sure how. It's so good, though. It's a good one. I like that one a lot. He's got little tassels and everything on it. Yeah, I, I go with that shit. We, tassels. We need, I guess they're not really tassels, are they? That's, no, no. That's something else tassels. entirely. They're, yeah, just let it. Let that's it my night job. That's adorable. Little tassels. Yeah, just spin them around a little bit. That's, uh... All right, well, welcome to the Commercial Podcast. We do occasionally talk about video games. Coming up in the show, we'll be talking about the games that we have been playing this week. That usually takes about the first two hours, yammering on about whatever. And then after that, and after we have shilled our sponsor to you, uh, we'll talk a little bit about the news that's been going on, and then wrap up with the releases, and then tell you where to go if you wish to find our content. It is that simple. It is not a complicated format. We're not very creative here. It's that oh. simple. <laughs> I hear Jason's been playing Suikoden. Yes, so I've <laughs> I heard too. <laughs> I heard that I, I was I was just asked I was just asked on Twitter to talk about more JRPGs because you guys apparently don't talk about JRPGs. We don't talk about a huge number of them. Although Suikoden's always kind of been on my radar because there's there's some similar mechanics that kind of uh the crossed over from Suikoden into Shining Force 3, which is like one of my favorite games of all time. They had I I can't remember if it was Suikoden 2 or 3 that had the uh the Trinity system where like you played three characters and what one character did affected the storyline of the others. It was one of the Suikoden games. I just I've never got around to playing any of them. Yeah, that was 3. 3. Um, okay. John, let me let me pitch you this. All right, pitch Game me of Thrones. <laughs> Game of Thrones meets Pokémon. Okay. That is Suikoden in a nutshell. 
Do I and... get to collect half men and then toss them out to fight each other? Uh, you can, sure. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. You you recruit uh, a lot of people and build an army and uh, you get your own castle and it's really, really cool. I mean, I could just go on about this for two hours if you want. That would um, make the show very easy. I'm just I'm happy here nah, just, just running ads <laughs> and making money. You do whatever sure, the fuck just, you want. Yeah, dude. It's all good. <laughs> you guys just take a nap for a while. But um Yeah, uh, uh that is like that it's one of those tragically underappreciated series that mm. uh Konami kind of mismanaged and marketed poorly. I mean first Konami of all Konami mismanaging a, a franchise. Never. No, I know, right? Never, never. Konami never do never something did. like that. Um, I mean, Street what's the Coded combat like... system like in this thing? Like, is it a tactical RPG or is it more of a traditional JRPG active time battle? So there are uh, a few different systems. There's like a main battle system that's more like a traditional JRPG where it's turns, but it's very quick. It's much quicker than most JRPGs. Mm -hmm. And then there's also like an army battle system, which is kind of like Fire Emblem. Fire Emblem is the best okay. comparison. Sure. Um, well, that's in the second one. It, it changes up between uh, every game has a different system for that but right. like in the second one there's this fire emblem ish system where you move uh your soldiers around a battlefield and mm -hmm. have them uh move grids and attack each other man those games are so good and i think i think everybody in the world needs to play Gun and one and two because they are amazing <laughs> yeah a two twos you can get on the vita now i think so i'll probably play it on that that sounds Both like a good idea you should play one first. One isn't as good as two. Two is like a groundbreaking, like revolutionary game that's right. still like the emotional impact of that game still has not been matched today. Um, but one sets up a lot of the awesome groundwork that you need for two. Oh, so it's you not can't quite just as it. amazing. Okay. I wouldn't. You can if you really want to, but I wouldn't. I would recommend both of them All right, if you well, have the time and the inclination. Well, it's the time that's the problem, but maybe I have the inclination. We'll see. It, I have been interested in that series for a long time, and people are arguing over how to pronounce it. Some people are claiming it's Sui Coden uh, instead of Suikoden. I've always heard Suikoden. Sui Coden? Sui Coden. I don't Sounds know. Like I mean, let's just all admit that it's a terrible name. Yes. <laughs> They should have called it something English for English audiences. That might have helped a little bit. That yeah, might totally. be why it sells. You could so cater to us more. That would be great. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. you know, because Lord knows the West isn't catered to already enough in video games. You know? No, and and all video games need to use the American date system. And, oh, fuck uh, you. They should <laughs> get rid of metrics Agreed. entirely. Agreed. Oh, God, Obviously. Just awful. Yeah, just get rid of the system that 95% of the world uses for the silly imperial measurements. That said, I've got nothing to talk about because we use both in the UK. We don't give a fuck. We're just like, yeah, we still use miles per hour, but we still measure everything in meters because fuck you just so yeah that doesn't make it oh, no that makes no sense at all like we do we do weight in stone so but we don't use pounds we use kilos and stone which are two entirely different systems because fuck yeah, you sto stone is 15 pounds right i i have 14 or 15 i think yeah but we don't use pounds generally speaking in measurements unless you're buying things from markets in which case they might still use pounds they actually tried to pass a law to stop that from happening. There was a mass revolt from people. It's like, no, if I go to the fruit market, I will now be confused and be ripped off. So they dropped it. It's like, I feel right. like I feel like that's an Abbott and Costello sketch waiting to happen where it's like, oh, I have 15 pounds. Is that 15 pounds? No, I'm giving you 15 pounds. Yeah, I'm giving you 15 pounds. Like, but pounds is money. I think that's probably the main reason because our currency is pounds. So we don't want to use weight right. as pounds because that would be Right, it makes sense. Yeah, that would be, oh man. Yeah, and no one uses the term pounds sterling that's, ever. Don't so. say that makes sense. Don't justify it. It okay, doesn't make fine, sense. We're it's idiots. crazy. 
we, we are a little bit silly when it comes we just use any <laughs> measurement we can get our hands on at this point it's just when we when we want to feel superior to, uh, to america we claim that we use the metric system but behind everyone's backs we're we're measuring everyone in feet that's just happening <laughs> whether you like it or not and not to mention our shoe size called out Got even. called out just now. Indeed. Called out, Brits. You got called out. Called out. I should play some Sweet in though. It would be an excuse to turn my Vita back on. So I, I keep meaning to play Natural Doctrine because it's apparently as hard as balls, but I just don't have the inclination right now. I think it would just make me sad as a human being. So I'm going <laughs> to... I need, I need a more... A less horrible game to play. I need something that's a little bit more uplifting i suppose is the best term and i'm not getting it right now everyone's trying to kill me a dying light it's like everything's going to shit and everyone's horrible like <laughs> oh and i've got this radio towers to climb like ah oh, i can't i cannot stand those damn radio towers i i'm sick of them in every video game please stop doing them oh god there thankfully aren't that many in dying light but there's two in the main storyline that you have to climb in order to actually get someone to do what you want them to do. And they're fucking infuriating. They are the worst. You can very easily fall. Well, not only do they take forever, but it's not like 100% clear where you have to climb and what you can grab onto. Like sometimes you can grab onto things that you don't think you can grab onto. And then and then think, oh, I'm on the right track then. And then you jump for the next thing, miss entirely, fall to your death, and then respawn at a camp 300 meters away. I... It happens. <laughs> He's absolutely right. Yeah, it is too many. Apparently, they give you a a grappling hook, but it's at, like, survivor rank 12. So you have to level up a lot to get it. I was talking to a couple of people like, yeah, we just cheated to get it. Because once you get the grappling hook, that game becomes a lot more fun, apparently. So, yeah, there's that. But, I mean, uh, you guys have now had a chance to play more of it, I assume. Did you bother playing it, Dodger? I know, Jesse, you I played still it. I haven't even touched, haven't touched it, no. it. Jason, have you uh -uh. touched Dying Light yet? No, we have our guy Yannick who should be reviewing or should be running the review like right mm -hmm. now. Um, that was one of those games where they didn't actually get us review no, copies they didn't. until the day before. No, we, so I was just like, "Fuck it, it's on the back burner. I'll I'll get to it right. when I get to it." But yeah, they, uh, it's like as I said it before on the last show. I've played like probably six, seven more hours of it since, and I, I'm probably in a, in a place where I think I can talk about it. There's not an original bone in that game's body, but it's still a pretty damn solid game nonetheless. Like, yep. It is open world game 17 with zombies, and that's fine for the most part. I will say that the day and night cycle is really fun. Like, night actually feels like a genuine threat. And that, told to you, me, told is you last fantastic. Week. I said it last week. Oh, oh, those bastards. Those fucking nasty little things that come after you at night. Holy shit. I, I don't even want to be out at night. But they give you an incentive to do it. Like, half the time, it's like, oh, you've got to be out at night for this particular mission. And then it's like, oh, you get double agility points and double combat points if you're out at night. So you can actually get a lot of cool shit. So I sometimes go out at night, and then I usually regret it. Because <laughs> I, you get absolutely murdered. But it's it's good at what it does. I'll give it that. Like it's it's not bringing anything new to the table. But for like, for I suppose the first AAA release of the year, it's not a bad one. You know, it does it does the job. And drop kicking zombies never gets old, especially if you do it into spikes. That's still fun, and I've been doing that for ten hours, and I'm still enjoying it. Plus, just getting random weapons and modifying them with bullshit is usually good. Like I got a, I think it was a a hockey stick or something and then modified it with electricity and razor blades and then just went around beating people with it it's like yeah that, that's still fun there's <laughs> yeah that's, i enjoyed that yeah it was all mm. right 
I, I wonder how it's going to get with the guns, because I haven't encountered a gun yet, uh, and apparently, like, you don't really want to use them because they bring virals, which are very nasty versions of zombies at you, but yeah. they also do a lot of damage, and they're a good way of killing uh, human enemies, who are generally pretty good at dodging and blocking your melee strikes, so they kill you pretty fast. So, we'll see what they do with that, but I don't know if the crafting system's going to get any more interesting. So far, it's like, well, you can add pretty much three elements. You can, like add electricity you can add toxin i think you can add bleed to to a melee weapon and then you can also make freezing throwing stars for some fucking reason and fire throwing stars and all this other ridiculous stuff i just don't know how much further the crafting system is going to go from there you know is that like as far as it gets where i just add electricity and bleed to a weapon and that's about it <coughs> because let's be um, honest that's nowhere uh, dead rising you know, when it comes to wacky weapons, we want Dead Rising levels of wacky weapons. And, well, D Dying Light doesn't really go that far. Do you think people will ever get sick of zombie games? Do you think we'll ever see, like, <laughs> an end? I think we already are, but they do keep buying them, so I'm not... I don't know, I, I think... I think, like, it's... <clears throat> go ahead. It's gone, it's gone from just... Because I feel like for a while there, it was zombie games in more a sense of, like like horde mode games yeah. were like really big. And mm -hmm. now there's a bigger focus on the survival aspect mm -hmm. of those games. And so I think they've like, they've changed it up enough and the goals are different enough where people find like that form of game interesting. I don't think that zombies are really necessary for it to You don't exist, think it's though. the zombies that are bringing people in. It's more zombies are a good antagonist for a genre like that because in an open world game, you want to kill lots of a thing. And generally, yeah. zombies are lots of a thing. And they, they move around mm. slow enough that you can set them up into stupid situations. Yeah, but I mean, like, like look at DayZ. The reason that people play DayZ is because every time they run into another person in that game, something ridiculous something happens. happens, right? Yeah. It has nothing it, to do with your interactions with zombies. It's your interactions with other people who are, like, letting themselves totally give into the role play of, like, I'm a desperate person in the middle of nowhere with nothing, right? Like, well, yeah, the zombies mean, aren't necessary, I don't think. Yeah, I mean, that, that's kind of the same way that The Walking Dead, like, TV show works, isn't it? It's not about the zombies, it's about the people. And it's not like they haven't done that a lot before, but with games, it's a lot easier to just make it shoot the zombies instead of interact with the humans. And then yeah. we, we've evolved in a very a different way, which I find intriguing. The whole idea, as you said, about zombie survival, which is an excellent point, is there's that element of human drama that happens whenever you meet a person, because you don't know what that fucker's going to do. And mm -hmm. that's where the tension comes from. The tension doesn't come from the zombies. The zombies just kind of create the situation. Yeah. But yeah. Well, so sorry. So with a game like with a game like Dying Light, um, I'm not really interested in it. But I wonder if it was a more interesting enemy that we hadn't seen before, or even if it was humans and there was some sort of weird tension, like you just mentioned there. Um, if I would be more interested, more interested in, that. in it. I mean, I feel like like one of the games I've been playing just nonstop for the few months is Destiny. And one of the reasons, I mean, there are a lot of reasons, and that's a terrible game, but maybe we can get into that later. <laughs> um, one of the reasons is the enemies, and the enemies are really interesting, and like we've never seen anything like them before. There are all sorts of different types. Um, they're weird aliens. Halo. They're fun. They're <laughs> fun to shoot. Well, well, Halo, Halo approached them differently, and there's some some enemies that we haven't really seen in Halo, I think. I think Destiny does a lot of unique things that, that Halo didn't do. Um, it also does some horrible things that Halo didn't do uh but anyway so so if that was like zombies i don't think i would have ever even tried it yeah i think 
when you're dealing with a, a game that involves shooting a lot of things, you're kind of limited as to what those things can be. And zombies is a very easy thing to do because you want... I think a lot of it comes down to the fact that you don't feel bad about clubbing a zombie to death and knocking their head off with a pipe. Whereas if you do that to a human, some people are like, I don't really want to do that. You can do it to aliens, but then again, you've got to wonder what the practicality of that is. Like, if there's aliens, you're probably dealing with weapons better than water pipes. So maybe you want to consider that. I, I mean, there's just gen generic monsters but really monsters might as well be zombies right i mean with dying light it's not like you're only fighting walkers you're fighting there's the guys with the big poles there's the guys that spit at you there's the bombers that explode there's the the virals at night that are just giant kind of stalker things that come after you that's a point I, actually I, stalker you remember that game that had a nice cast of enemies in it that that was a really cool tense survival game with some really fucked up enemies so we need a, a more ra we need more radioactive apocalypse stuff where everyone's a mutant. That's what of some description. that's what I like. Yeah, but, but I, I we need like Fallout Four, is what you're saying. Yeah, uh, I want do, yeah. I want like a comic. I like I I find the survival stuff interesting because of the stories that people tell me about playing it, where they're like, "You're not gonna believe this like crazy thing happened when I met you know this whole group of dudes who were all decked out in like the best gear, and then you know they they like took me took me prisoner and then force fed me food and I died. Whatever. So like. <laughs> I want the combination of, of that and, like, Fallout. Like, I don't want it to be set quite as modern as yeah. all of these games have been lately, these survival games. Yeah, I mean, because you're dealing with the same old ideas of I've got to get some kind of melee weapon and beat people to death because ammo is scarce and all that kind of stuff. And it it's not that it's not fun beating people with pipes, but, like, uh, one of the problems I have with Dying Light, even, like, eight or nine hours in, is the weapon variety still really isn't there. Like... It's a blunt weapon of some description. It probably handles about the same as the other blunt weapons. And there's very few exceptions. The knives handle very differently. And you can... The weapon that drops from the big guy with the big pole with the rocks on it, which is like a, a temporary weapon you can have, that handles a bit differently because it's really slow and it has a big arc. But outside of that, all the weapons feel very similar. Like, what's the difference between a water pipe, a French wrench, and a brick hammer? The answer is not much. Like, they all handle the same way. They're just stats, you know? So, um, and maybe they need to do a little bit more with that. Or maybe I'm just not far enough in the game yet. It's kind of weird. I, I, I feel like I've been doing eight or nine hours of the same thing, but I haven't really been getting that <laughs> bored with it yet. I think it's just all the pieces, they come together really well. Like, it might not be the most original game ever, and it certainly isn't. And it certainly doesn't have the best writing either. You know, because let's be honest, it's a Techland game. It's still a fun game. It's still got a lot going for it. Like, uh, it, it ticks all the right boxes for an open world game, actually, I would say. To the point where running around, uh, it's kind of, a, it's a concrete jungle. It's like an urban playground because the, the slum environment is really good for parkour and just jumping on shit. So I dig that. I think that, I, I'd certainly say it's, it's a lot better than Far Cry 4 in that respect. I enjoy traveling around Dying Light a lot more than I do in Far Cry 4. In Far Cry 4, I just want to fast travel everywhere. In Dying Light, well, you can't. But even if I could, I don't think I'd want to. Because maybe I find a building that has, like, a, a locked box in it. Maybe I get a weapon out of it. Or maybe I encounter a survivor along the way. Or there's some side quest. And I just get to jump on top of slums from rooftop to rooftop. That's fun. That's actually really, really fun. And the first-person parkour is spot on, for the most part. It sounds like Mirror's Edge. Yeah, it is. And it gets like that the more that you unlock skills. The skill trees are good too. That's something I should point out. Skill trees, especially like something like Far Cry, really fucking boring. Skill trees in Dying Light, really interesting. Like almost mm -hmm. every skill you get is either really useful or really fun and weird. 
It, it reminds me again of uh, Dead Rising. Like, there's one skill that says you can now craft throwing stars with elemental effects. Because, why? But you can. You can make throwing stars that are on fire now. I'm like, oh, that's a cool, that's a cool unlock. I like that. Every time I unlock <laughs> something, I feel like I've got something new. Either a new move or some ridiculous feature that I hadn't even thought of yet. So I dig that. I think they did a good job with that. I'm still waiting for the game that Techland promised with the original trailer for Dead Island. Where, uh, where is that game? You'll never get it. And, <laughs> and to be honest, do you really want Techland to be the one making it? Like, they're not good on the subtlety, frankly. Like, they've made some yeah. good games, but they're not much of the subtlety. I'm still waiting for that- Hellraid. That's what I want from them. Just dumb, stupid, kill skeletons with a big hammer in first person. That's what Hellraid is, from what I've been told. I, I can't that. believe there's a game called Hellraid. That's like up there. I <laughs> can't believe it's from Techland. Uh, uh, yeah. Techland, as I say, they've got the subtlety of an IED. Like they are not, they're not known for their like great storytelling. But but again, it, it's Dying Light's pretty good. I think it's a good start I, to the year. I feel like the problem with Dying Light and the problem with zombie games in general is that they've been so overdone and tapped out. That when you talk about Dying Light and you say uh, that everything, there's nothing new in it. It's fun, but there's nothing new. That's because the genre is offering nothing new right now. No. And there's there's nothing new to add to it. And so even in new games that are fun, you're still seeing the same things that you saw in Left 4 Dead, or you saw in Dead Rising, or you saw in literally any zombie game up to this point. I think, this is just my suggestion to the industry, we need a They Live game. A game where the monsters are look like people, and you can't tell that they're not monsters until you put the glasses on. And then when you put the glasses on, you're like, oh, shit, those human beings are, are monsters. So and when you like kill a, them... You have to fit in? Yeah, yeah, but when you kill those monsters, the other people see you killing humans, and they lose their shit. And so mm. now cops are after you, and now everyone's after you because you're killing what to everyone else seems like humans, but they're really the evil monsters. They live game. Make it happen. 12 billion dollars you'll make i'm telling you uh it would be like it would be like that grim show like he's the only one who can see that everybody's a monster yes to everybody else they're just normal peoples i'd love a series uh, maybe an episodic series of games based on like either the twilight zone or the outer limits with just really weird oh my god twilight zone game would be amazing i would would love love that that, I, I don't even know how that would work. It would be a super uh, surreal game, right? Like, yeah, it would, it would be would like mini episodes. Like it would be episodic. Like maybe each one lasts like two hours and has its own unique set of weird mechanics and ideas where it doesn't have to go too far with them. Because like, if you take some of those ideas and turn them into an entire game, that's where things become problematic. Because like, it's like 20, 30 hours of this stuff and it gets old. But do it in like a two-hour mini game, then you can experiment with the mechanics in a really cool oh. way. And then later on, once this has become like a crazy hit, they can have an extra episode that's the William Shatner episode where you are the monster on the airplane the, wing. The airplane wing? Yeah, and, and it's him going, ah! <laughs> looking out the window. And you, can like, just, yeah. you can see him looking out the window and seeing you, and you're like, well, no, it's it's fine. And he's like, ah! It's no, so it's good. one of those games where you can't get caught. Everyone else, you have to only be seen by him. You can't be seen by <laughs> anybody else. That's the whole point of the. It's a mini game. Oh my god! Yeah, so That's not only, only... Have, you have to shred it, and you have to bother him, but not any of the other passengers. Like his right, mental yeah, state yeah. is like a win condition. You've got to drive what? him insane. He's got a it's not just meter. about. Yeah, it's not just about bringing the plane down. It's about bringing his mind down. Yes. Yeah. 
That's, that's a, op- no. That, that's that's a justifiable excuse for an episodic content <laughs> oh, release. Because like episode we... one is is it's the one with the guy with the glasses and he's he 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 breaks his glasses at the end of the world. You can have the one where like they're getting closer to the sun, but they're actually getting further from the sun. Like all that crap. <gasps> yeah. Or the one Make where it the, there's a there's a UFO in that lady's house, and then at the end you realize that the UFO is actually from Earth, and she's the alien. <laughs> oh, oh, I, I remember the one where they were. I think it was on like when they remade it. They did one about uh, sending. Uh, Earth was like in a war and uh, with a, another planet, and they sent this ship with a big bomb to destroy that planet. That he never realized the kid, the, the cadet, kind of fights through, and the ship gets invaded and everything. But they never realized that they turned the ship around. He launches the <gasps> bomb at Earth, and that's like the end uh... of it. It's like, yeah. Oh so man, good. I think so. I think this combination, this uh, idea, needs to be crossed with Mario Party. So you what? have a Mario Party. <laughs> You have a Mario Party. Hear me out. Hear me out. All right. Okay. Have, All right. You have a Mario Party. You have a board game. It's a multiplayer game. You're going along. You're doing your thing. Except like everything's really fucked up, and like the board is all all twisted and Twilight Zoney. And then every single mini game is just like some crazy, weird mechanic and idea with a twist at the end, and it just totally fucks you up the entire time you're playing. This would be a really long game, by the way. It would take like and 10 nobody to wins. 12 hours. Nobody, nobody wins. wins. There's nobody, nobody wins. wins. That's the twist. That's the ultimate twist. That the only the only winner is the game. Oh man, oh I like God. that. I like that. Yeah. We need more twist games. We need more games where by the end of it, you're like, "What just the happened? That happened. doesn't happen nearly yeah. enough." No, I mean people try that all the time, but they suck. But they're not right. good. It just doesn't work. It doesn't I know. Work. I'm just saying, people keep trying to give you twists, Jesse. It's not that nobody's trying to give you twists. It's that you, you the good. twist happens let's, and you're let like, "Let me clarify. We need this good game. twist games. We need right. good okay. twist games." I mean, actually, at the end of the latest Mario Party, it turns out that Waluigi was dead the whole time. Oh, right. Okay. Oh, oh, was he oh, the ghost chasing Luigi? <laughs> oh, my God. The ghost, he was the ghost of Luigi's past. Oh, man. I like that game now. I get so, it. So has anyone checked out the Dying Light mobile app? Nope. Okay. No. So <laughs> I have it that's, here. That's and good. That's so good. basically, the, the mobile app is it's this weird little mini game. Easy. No, uh, it actually gets you stuff in the game. So you collect scouts and you send them on missions. Like, there's literally no gameplay whatsoever. So, like, I, I send scouts on, uh, let's see, finish this mission. There we go. Send it to schools out. And I tap and I pick scouts and it has a squad power meter. And my scouts have levels and they uh, have health that you have to manage. So you have to, Wait, like, heal them up. does this affect the actual game or is this yeah. just something... It affects the game. So you send oh, them. So, so this you, is what garrisons oh, should be. Okay. Yeah, app? it's basically garrisons. So like these guys right here are now going to go on a mission. Sorry, this is hard to do backwards. Uh, fucking. Uh, oh, like there. It, nope. It, there. Okay. So now they're going <laughs> on a mission. In about five minutes, they'll come back and they might die, but they'll tell me what they found. And what you can do is in your inventory, you can create a package, which will then be dropped into the game for you to, to pick up. So right now I've got like three rations, some duct tape, some alcohol, some nails, and I could create a package, a supply package of up to 20 items, and then send them to my game. And I can then pick them up in game. It's kind of a neat idea. Like, it's a, I don't, I don't hate that actually like it's it's a cool little thing to do kind of while you're at work or whatever because you can send your little guys on missions and pick stuff up maybe you get lucky and you get a cool add-on and then you send it to your game and then when you get home there's a supply crate that you have to go and get that's pretty that's pretty neat right guys on missions that's it's a nice little implementation i think it's utterly fucking pointless but it's it's you get stuff that's not pointless yeah you get stuff but it really but it relates to the game a game where they're like there's only 30 of you who can go out there and 
do the running things and you know and so it kind of relates to that where now you're controlling those guys like it makes sense in the world of the game which yeah. is kind of neat. Someone pointed out that we need this for Dragon Age Inquisition. Fuck yes, you do. Like, that is a oh, game that, that needed so that nice. app without a just the, doubt. the war table? The war table yeah. as an just app? just being able to do the war table like, as an app would have been shit. ideal. You go do this Would have been ideal. But no, you can't. Because fuck There's... you. But you could do it in Dying Light, a game that clearly does not actually need it. Like, I don't have a shortage of string. I can find string in-game. It's not a problem, guys. Really, stop bringing me string. But it, it's 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 so uh, it's it's a very strange kind of idea that the games are starting to do this kind of implementation. I wonder, like, does it really help them that much? Like, is it in any way? Like, is it even a good marketing um, tool? Why would you make this? I mean, I it would say that in it... a focus group. It's... Oh, okay. So that is it. Like the focus <laughs> group say, oh, well, you need some kind of mobile matter. implementation. Yep, hundred percent. That's I mean, I'm I'm like not even kidding. That's exactly how these companies make these decisions. These publishers get like twenty people in a focus group. They say, Well, does it have a mobile app? And suddenly they make multi million decisions based on that. Which gamers don't actually give a shit about in general. Right. Like, but, it's not right. that mobile apps keep making them any money. Well, but then there's situations like where everybody has been saying for a while now, please, 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 Blizzard make a garrison app. Ah, like, yeah. it's not that it's always just them being like, here's an uh, app, just so that there's an app. Like, a lot of people want a Garrison app, right? And it doesn't but exist. But they but want the you to log in choice the game, there. Though. Yeah, they want you to log in. That's right. The strategic choice is they want you to keep logging into the actual game. But when you have an app, it keeps you, like, thinking about it all day. Like, But then you the don't guy... log into the actual game. You log into the, the app. With the dying light thing, right? Like they make it so that you can reward yourself in the game. And the only way you get that reward is by actually logging into the game. So you are actively involved with that game the entire day. And at the end of the day, you're like, oh my gosh, I sent a crate to myself. I'm so excited. Like if there's something like that, that keeps Where you're kind of limited, so you can't just sit on the app all day. So you get, there's like a limit and you have to get in game and actually collect the results. I mean, isn't that how garrisons work anyway, right? Yeah, you you have to like send them out on missions and then like leave it. Uh -huh. It's just like plenty of other apps that don't have a full game attached to them. <laughs> hmm. I think Blizz's justification is if you can just log in for five minutes and send people out and then come back twelve hours later. Like you don't need to have an app for it. I but an if app they is do, easier I will to be open. Surprised. If they make an app, I will be surprised. I don't think it's gonna happen. Hmm. It doesn't seem like a thing. Hmm. So speaking of apps, yes. I mean, not only did I just download XCOM Enemy Within onto this fucking phone, which I'm like, oh, yeah, that's so cool. But I got the XCOM board game. It's finally out. Really excited uh -huh. about it. So the cool thing about the XCOM board game is that it uses an app. And this app has a lot of functionality. And it, you have to use the app in order to actually play the game. So I want to show you the app and what it actually does, because it's really fucking cool. It actually has all the music from the game as well. So that's the XCOM board game app. And just... Turn the music up on that. There you go. And you hit play, and you just select how many players are going to be on the board. So it's okay. like one player. Next. And then you've got a tutorial, and this teaches you how to play the board game, which is awesome. Oh, interesting. And it, t it walks you through all the setup. And now once you've done all the setup, it actually starts generating stuff in the game for you. So it what? gives you missions. Like, it acts kind of like a deck of cards. Like... And it's all timed as well. So you've got to make these decisions in the board game at the right kind of time. So I hit begin round one. It's got a little deployment thing. And then it'll tell you, it's like, oh, yeah, the research has come in. So the chief scientist now draws cards from this deck. And it tells you how to do it. 
and it's on a timer as well, so it keeps the game like going. And you've got to make all these decisions in real time, and the app dictates the game and tracks everything. So it's pretty fucking cool. Like it's it, it's an awesome I'm, idea. I'm having trouble understanding how what's going on on your phone connects to what would be happening on a board. So, uh, every, like, the, the, basically the game, like, uh, takes place in phases, so, and rounds. So, the app generates what the, what's going to happen in the round, and then you implement what it tells you to do. So, it's like, okay, your, your research but it's is time, done. so you have to do it fast. Yeah, there's a pause option to stop that from happening. But, uh, okay. every, but all, pretty much all the interaction is done on the board. It's the difference between something like that and Golem Arcana, which is like, uh, Golem Arcana tracks everything with the app. That app is there to, to generate the game for you, but you're still rolling dice, and you're still drawing cards, and you're still moving things around on the board. But you're doing it because the app told you, shit, there's an invasion. And it's hitting Africa. You, are you going to respond to it? Okay, you got to respond to it. Right. Well, who are you going to send there and all that kind of stuff? It's a right. really awesome idea. I, I'm looking forward to playing it. Not only that, but it teaches you how to play the game, which is the biggest barrier between playing a board game most of the time is learning the rules. So if you have an app that teaches you the fucking rules as you play, it's perfect. That is cool. That's cool. You know what? I. I think that's actually a really that's a good use of a of like an additional app. I think that's yeah. fantastic. Yeah, that's it's, smart. Yeah, it's not taking the game over. It's like a companion. You remember those old uh, VHS games? Oh, what the hell yep. was it called? Uh, Atmosphere. Yep. You remember Atmosphere that had a VHS tape with it? It's the natural evolution of that, mm-hmm. where you have a real time component. There's also another really cool game called Space Alert, and it comes with a CD, which is a bit weird, but. The CD has like 20 scenarios on it, and the game is played in real time. So you set up your spaceship, and it's actually like playing FTL in real time on a board game. It's like FTL the board game. And it's telling you all this stuff. It's like, uh, contact approaching, and blah, blah, blah. And you've got to do everything in time before the next thing happens. And you've got to Mm. think ahead, because a lot of the stuff takes multiple rounds to do, so you've got to time things out. Mm. It's a really cool evolution of board games. Absolutely love it. I hope they do more stuff like that. There was a game, I'm, I'm trying to find it. I don't remember what it was called, but it was a horror, like a horror board game. Uh, well, Atmosphere it, was one of them, definitely. But maybe, sure that's, maybe that's what it is. Candyland Candy Candy is horrific Got for it. many Got other it. reasons. No, no, but yeah, like it had, it had, I think it was called Nightmare or something, but that might be Atmosphere. It was the, it had, yeah, it was, it had a VHS with it and you played the horror game with the TV that yeah. was like, it's coming to get you. Like that's that was awesome. I think you're absolutely right. I yeah. love the thing the is, idea. those had no replayability because once you'd watch the VHS tape, you're pretty much done. The cool thing about this is it generates different missions for you, so there is lots of replayability. And Space Alert's kind of the same because there was like um, it had like 20 scenarios, and then the expansion had like 30 more scenarios. So you just picked the track on the CD that you wanted to play, and then you played it. And it was all, the time component was really interesting. So. So I just, what I, do you do? What do you do in five years or ten years when the app doesn't work anymore? Ah, uh, like, you, you you cry mostly. You I get think. a new board <laughs> game. There, there is That's that. The, you, you do have a very yeah. valid point with that, actually. That if the app stops working, you are fucked. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I, I mean, guess yeah. that's that's the equivalent to, you know, watching the VHS one time, or like with the Scenic games. Right. Like after you you had played the Scenic games a few times, you were yeah. like, I've seen all of these questions before, right? Yeah. Like. Oh! What? Yeah. I forgot about the Star Trek The Next Generation interactive board game. Oh, was that <laughs> it? 
I, n I never had that, and I always wanted it. Were you watching the VHS where the Klingon would be like, I'm coming for your Picard. Man, I wanted that shit so badly. Oh. Oh. The, oh they, 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 someone uploaded the VHS on YouTube. It's like an hour long. They actually have... Is what? that... Is that Gowron? Is that fucking Gowron? I think it is. Holy shit. We're going to show Man. this. Man. Apparently, there's a Star Wars one, too, where Darth Vader comes after you, and he's in the VHS. There were so many cool V. There's a Wayne's World VCR board game. What? That is Gowron. Either that or it's a really bad Gowron impersonator. I'd recognize those forehead ridges anywhere. <laughs> There's a People's Court VHS board game? People's Court? What? Oh no my way. god, that sounds Holy amazing. Wait, man, I my parents neglected me. You, mom, I know you're watching. You neglected. I wanted that. You <laughs> kept it from me. I could have been I could have been important. I could have been a, the president if I had those. You could have now been Now look the at president. me. I'm some asshole could on the internet. Could have been someone. Could have been someone. Could have been someone. Oh, man. That's so cool. I, 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 I also missed out on the whole VHS board game thing, but I think that it's got to the point where the, the app implementation is maybe like the new hotness when it comes to that. And I think that it... I'm hoping XCOM ends up being good. Like, the initial reviews are good. I've got it right here. I'm going to play it at the weekend with my wife and kids, so we're probably going to hate each other by the end of it because it's fucking <laughs> XCOM. We're going to get wrecked. That's going to happen. It's hard. It even has different difficulty levels you can select, so we'll see, but yeah. I just really like that idea. I'm really into board games right now, and I, I love the idea that you can cross technology with more traditional board games and enhance the experience. I think that's really cool. All right, about time for a break, I think. And then we'll come back, we'll play. We'll talk about more video games we've been playing this week because there's plenty more on the list. You're watching the Co-Optional Podcast. We have a new Squarespace ad for you, ladies and gentlemen. I know this is what you've what? been looking forward to. Everyone looks forward to the Squarespace ad every week for some Jeez. reason. We have a brand new one. Here it is. This is a word from our sponsor. We'll be right back. Do not go anywhere. Jesse, you seem frustrated. Ah, oh, it's this damn website. It's going to be the next big thing, but I can't even get it to work correctly. The next big thing? Oh, that sounds interesting. Well, what's that all about? It's a definitive list of all the dancing sharks I know of. So what you're telling me is that you're trying to cash in on the current but obviously fleeting interest in dancing sharks thanks to the recent Super Bowl performance, yes? Yes, I really like money. Well, it does seem like developing a website the old-fashioned way would take forever. That's the problem! By the time I figure out how to create this thing, the craze will have vanished! I need a way onto this bandwagon, and fast! Well, instead of creating it yourself, which takes, you know, effort and stuff, have you considered Squarespace? What exactly is Squarespace, and how can it help me mine this internet gold? Well, Squarespace lets you make a website for whatever you'd like. You can create a professional-looking and super-functional website with no experience required, and if you sign up at squarespace.com slash co-optional, we'll give you 10% off your first purchase. Wait, so it's that simple? Just sign up on Squarespace and I'll be showered with internet gold? Well, I mean, there's no guarantee, but your website's certainly gonna look the part. Fantastic! There's just one problem. And what is that? My crippling fear of sharks! <laughs> Squarespace, create a website about sharks that can terrify viewers the world over on practically any device. Focus on your ideas, get up and running in minutes, and even sell directly to your customers with Squarespace e-commerce. Start a trial with no credit card required and start building your website today. You can even get 10% off your first purchase and support the Co-Optional podcast by visiting squarespace.com cooptional would like to thank Squarespace for their support of the Co-Optional Podcast, and please ask that they call off the dancing sharks at once. Please, really, we'll do whatever you say. Squarespace. Built is beautiful. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Co-Optional Podcast, and Haribo's delicious. Look at these little, little, uh, fried eggs. Mmm. Yeah, no, delicious. Mmm. 
Yeah, I don't tell TB, you're turning into me. Mm -hmm. I just need you to know. Yeah, I mean, I stopped giving fucks approximately three months ago, and it's really just been all downhill from here. I um, like the new you. I don't care what anyone I mean, says. Yeah, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. All right, just, I disagree with all the comments. Yeah. I like the new you. Yeah, wait, what are what are those things? I need to know first, Snacktaku. Snacktaku hasn't covered Haribo? You guys suck. Holy shit. What, so wait, what is, what is that? Right, Haribo Star Mix. Okay, so there's two kinds of Haribo that you can't get in the US, and they're both the best kinds. Star Mix is one of them, and Tangfastics are the other. They're both amazing. Tangfastics Tang Tang will burn Tang your tongue off. They are so, they're sour, they're delicious. Mm. These ones, are, they have little hearts and they have little kind of, it's foam and like a little strawberry heart. Mm. And they have uh, fried eggs, which are foam and kind of a little lemon uh, jelly on the top. So they're it's, it's basically just pick and mix, except they did all the work for you. Pretty much, yes. Okay. Question. <laughs> they have no, a lot more varieties say, than that, but I left the eggs till the end. What do, yeah, what do hearts and eggs have to do with each other? I guess... Not a damn thing. Not a damn thing. <laughs> I mean... We love eggs. Mm. Yeah, delicious. I love gummy eggs, man. Mm. Yeah. All right. They have uh, gold bears in them as well, but I ate all the gold bears. And they have um, cola bottles, which I also ate all of them. And they have uh, these little kind of dummy rings, which are different fruit flavors. Mm. So good. Yeah. I import them. Gamer fuel. It costs me far too much. <laughs> Gamer fuel. Absolutely. Much better than any of that. Game, anything that has the word gamer in it and is food, I just avoid without, like, the plague. It's just... Why? I mean, I like food, and I am a gamer. I don't need gamer food. I have real food, and that food is pretty good. So I'll probably stick with that, frankly. You know, like, gamer gamer grub? You know, on some gamer, gamer grub? grub? Oh, Jesus Christ. Gamer fuel. Like a gamer food. Uh, a gamer? <laughs> gamer food. That's... Gamer nuts, yes. I remember yeah. those, the, the caffeine-flavored nuts. The caffeine nuts. Oh, I my those. God. Just, uh, uh. Oh, man. And then, I of course, the Athene eat. Extreme Energy Drink. We, you know, we can't forget that. <laughs> Athene in your mouth. <laughs> Athene in your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> I do. I do still have a crate of that upstairs. But I still have that. You let I haven't me touched know. it. I don't you dare. You let me know. I don't dare eat it. I, I'm, fuck it. I'm sending it to Kotaku. You guys could deal with this shit. Like, you, you do an article on Athene's extreme energy drink powder that, frankly, will probably kill you. <laughs> Oh, man. It'll keep you awake, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. You had some of it at one point, Jesse. You said it wasn't that bad, right? Um, I would simply say go watch the podcast where I had where some. Where you had some, yeah. You actually were a little bit yourself. nutty, if I recall correctly. It do, was you, do you snort this? or I, I you, assume like, you don't, and we don't endorse no, it. It's, it's, but if it's you want to do that, to it's probably pretty funny. It's supposed to dissolve in water. That mm -hmm. remains to be seen. <laughs> Oh man, I, 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 it's actually amazing when people try and market food to gamers. It's always the cringiest, most. I don't know how Doritos and Mountain Dew have managed to somehow pull it off. They've even, they've become a gigantic punchline in the process, but it works. Like oh, you know, yeah. they sold Code Red Gamer Fuel, no problem it's, at all. It's funny because I remember when that when the whole Doritos Gate stuff was going down um a couple of years ago yeah. uh i was talking to someone who worked for who like did pr for doritos mountain do whatever and i was like this whole thing must be crazy for you guys and he's like no we we fucking love this shit like they loved all that all the pr they love when people talk about it it doesn't matter if it's good publicity bad publicity as long as people are saying the names well, doritos yeah. and mountain Dew. of course it's not like they hate care. both those products yeah. like i mean for god's sake jeff Keeley still has a, a doritos pop hat like on his head in 
in every picture you ever see. That's infinite advertising for Doritos. They couldn't possibly hate that. Oh man, man, poor Jeff. Jeff got such a such a such a bad rap out of that. I, mean, I know he did. It wasn't even his fault. Like he clearly didn't no. want to be there. It wasn't his fault. No, and it's not oh. like he was trying to win free PS4s. It's not like he was part no. of that. No, that he was group. not. No, so, that group, yes. The, right. the <laughs> Games Media Awards. I always laugh that that even exists. It's like, you think Games Media deserves a fucking award? It's it's like, no, not just that Games Media deserves an award, which is like, it's one thing if you want to like uh, have a bunch of writers be like, okay, this is a cool video. This is a cool piece of writing. But this is like PR people deciding the best of the Games it Media. It literally which is. is. Like, and giving twisted. them prizes. How could oh, that possibly goodness. not be a conflict of interest? That is Call John. That, this is a UK thing. So here. Oh yeah. We, oh yeah. We, we did no that shit. Well, it was interesting because what I heard about the uh, the Nexus Seven thing that they were giving away for the Watchdogs event, it was mostly European UK journalists that ran off with it, and it was the Americans that said, "Nope, that's a terrible idea." So, oh yeah, the UK is fucking terrible for media. Holy shit, we have the Sun for God's sake. We have we had the news of the world that the only reason we got that to shut down oh, is because they I were literally indicted for illegal phone hacking. <laughs> oh, that's we're shit. The UK media is terrible. Oh my god, yeah. absolutely awful. Are there any this, uh, extra nexuses around? Because I will take them <laughs> you, off my Of course you will. You're a YouTuber. You don't have any more. I'm not. I'm not media. I'm. I'm. Post. I'm in a post media world. Post media world. I don't need. <laughs> You've transcended that. You've That's transcended, what it is. Transcended swag. Postmodern games critique. Mm-hmm. It's all paid for. All of it. Man, oh, you should see. I mean, actually, we've gotten like it used to be when I first started Kotaku about three years ago. It used to be like every other week we'd get some some shit sent to our office from publishers that we just had to throw away or like yeah. like throw in the dumpster, give away, whatever. Um, nowadays, we don't get that much. It's usually the smaller companies just trying to like make a name for themselves and like stand out. But like the big publishers, we don't get that much weird swag anymore, fortunately, because we yeah, don't have to throw it out anymore. Yeah, it, oh yeah. It's we so have to close our PO box because we're getting a lot of it. And you're right, it's the indies that do mm-hmm. a lot of it. And they said they're nice about it. That's the worst thing. It's like, they said, uh, I think it was a, a developer from the Czech Republic sent me a bunch of Czech chocolate and stuff like that. It's like, you know I like that. And now I can't cover your game because you bribed me with sweeties. Come I'll on. cover it. <laughs> Best game 2014. Done. Uh, uh-huh. Here you go. <laughs> yeah, the send whole, it to whole him. review would be like, He stole my fucking so sword. Cheap. Someone sent me a sword and he still has it. Come get it. Come get that sword. I'm not going come to LA to get a sword. Come, t- come take it from me if you want that sword I feel like so bad. If you're gonna sell out, you need to take more than chocolates. I mean, you need yeah. to like, like, you need some serious money going there. <laughs> Things like that—that's that, the only I mean, thing that I want, though. Like, car, right? like you, right, you will get, car, you'll get, like, you'll get further sending me chocolate than you will trying to uh, give me a laptop. You will because it's like. I already have a laptop and it's better than your shit, but this chocolate See, looks delicious. I'm with you on that. I'm with. You. I have a laptop. I have a computer. I don't need that. I don't need your shit. Send me something crazy new that I've never experienced before. It's the experiences. Yep, that's oh, why I closed my PO box. I'm like, I am too easily led by this. I'll be nice to these people because they sent me nummies. I need to not do that. All it's right. funny because that all that stuff is so useless and like oh, what, yeah. what a lot of people don't realize is that the bigger uh, ethical issue for games media is the subtle stuff. So like when a PR person wants to go go grab a drink after work just to just to unwind, just to have an off the record meeting, 
um, or like someone wants to buy you dinner or like like you accept a drink, a lunch, whatever. That's the stuff that you really got to worry about because like someone sending you swag, it's easy to just throw it out and get rid of it. It's the more subtle stuff you have to be really careful about. It's, I think a lot of it is down to the way that this has affected YouTubers in a big way as well. And I, I see a lot of like younger YouTubers getting really taken in by this. It's the feeling of importance, like because these are enthusiast press, like they really care about these games and they care about the people that make them. And to them, like a lot of these developers are celebrities, you know, they're, they're, they're idols. So if a dev like makes them feel important, that's like you got them. Yeah, you got them. They're putty in your hands at that point. That's the problem with using the word like influencer and things. Yeah. Instead oh, of God, like when talking about word. YouTubers, yeah. it's like they're influencers. And it's I just like tastemaker. I think tastemaker is a good word. <laughs> but it's the same thing. It's, it's we're going to use these people to sell <laughs> other people things. Like that's yeah. basically what it comes down to. And it's yeah. like, all right, I see. And, and the thing is that a lot of YouTubers like really okay with that. Like, all right, sure. I'll tweet about this new Nokia phone I got today. Like you have oh, five man. phones, you don't need another phone. It's so good, though. Well, like, a lot no. of people do just do do that for the money. I think I think a lot of it is seen through, though. Honestly, like when when you cover a game that you've already covered in the past, like a year ago, and you obviously enjoyed, and you're just doing it again for the money, I don't think people really care. And I think <laughs> I, that's why I think that's. I mean, that's always going to be the best format, which is why it's like one of the only formats that we ever really do. But if you, yeah, if it's some random shit, people are going to be like, what? You know, I mean, the Squarespace relationship here is an obvious thing. Like, it's a sponsorship of the podcast. Like, it's and it's very kind of upfront, and it's a traditional ad, and I think it works well in that respect. But if we were just running around pretending to be super Squarespace enthusiasts, kind of out of nowhere, people would be like, what? You've never shown any interest in this before. You know, what the hell's going on with that? So I think that, yeah, a lot of YouTubers do take some really stupid deals that, that really just don't work out well for them, and they do it often for chump change as well like that uh, it's uh we we had an issue with that jesse didn't we i mean we won't name the name of the company no names no names a certain boutique computer manufacturer was trying to set some of <laughs> us up with computers laptops specifically about a two thousand dollar value and the deal involved like six months to a year of pre-rolls and monthly mentions of this system for a two thousand dollar computer, I'm like, that sounds like that sounds really that sounds like good to maybe your average person, but to a YouTuber, that's garbage. I mean, not only is the laptop actually not as good as my laptop, but I'm like, I'm not gonna do six months of promotion for you for a computer that's not even that good. What the hell are you out of your mind? That's a yeah. terrible deal. Absolutely and, and terrible. If this was three years ago, I that's something I probably would have considered because yeah, it was totally. a different. Like, I think that the problem now is that is that a lot of people just underestimate just, their own time and money and value. They don't understand a, their own value to people, yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And so, a so lot of you, companies exploit that like crazy because they assume YouTubers are dumb young kids and will be like, you're going to give me a free thing? Awesome. But and that's the assumption. Now we've got like two extremes going on, right? Oh, we talked yeah. about that before. Like mm. we've got people who don't know their value and kind of fall into bad situations where they're like, Oh God, everything is going to be, you know, sponsored by this thing. And I got a hundred bucks. Yay. That's cool. And then there's the other side of it where somebody's like, you want to play my game? And they're like, I don't know. Do you got $5,000? Yeah. And there are, like, there are people doing that. Fuck. Yeah. You know, I, like I, mean, it's, I heard some it's, recent incidents involving that where like, um, <laughs> 
I think it was for preview code for a game, and a lot of people came back and said, "Yeah, I'll play it if you pay me yep. five you know, five grand or whatever." And we're just pulling those numbers mm-hmm. out of thin air. Obviously, they don't really represent anything, but some of that makes a degree of sense and then as i've said before i'm pretty sure like i said this like a year ago when i talked about xb1 m13 when that shit went down it's like look you can't just run around asking game companies for money for everything like at the end of the day you're still using their footage and you probably don't want to piss them off that much like i would prefer that everyone didn't pull a nintendo at this point you know yeah i mean so so well, let me just ask you guys a, a quick question, um, because this gets into, again, the separation of, like, what, what Watch out, I do you might be what, trying to do journalism. Run, do run, And oh, what you guys do. Oh, All right, go for it. Shoot, <laughs> it's shoot. funny. I always, get, I always get accused of picking people for information, because it's just my instinct to keep asking people questions. Um, so, <laughs> so I'm curious. You guys, like, when we get invited to, let's say, an EA preview event, they tell us, come out here, play games, whatever. Like, we usually ignore it and don't go because we don't do a lot of previews these days. But it's just kind of an invite. And um, they've stopped even bothering trying to, like, get us to let them pay for our hotel and flight because we've had a policy against taking any sort of junk in like that for a while. So when they do that sort of thing for you guys, I know they have separate events for YouTuber influencers. Um... Do you, do they, how does that work exactly? Do they offer to pay you guys just for coming out and Sometimes. playing Sometimes, Jesse, you've done a few of these, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I, I, I love doing these things, but I will be very honest with them, like, up front. And, like, if there's ever a promotional thing, I'm like, it goes to my Jesse Sells Out show, which is literally, it literally I is say, called Jesse Sells Out and has dollar signs do all this, over right? it. Yeah. Or, or I will say, I, I'll go, I'll check out your stuff. All this stuff you want to do for me, you're damn right I'll take it, but there's no way I'm going to come back and be like, what a fantastic thing. All the, you know. So a great example of that is last year Ubisoft, like, hardcore was like, Jesse, come to this, and Jesse, do this. And I am not a fan of a lot of the games that they released. Like, I, I, I think that Valiant Hearts was fantastic, but other than that, I, like, shat on most of their games, and they have not contacted me since. So I think, like, it's one of those, like, yeah, sure, invite me to all your things, but I'm gonna be honest with what happens, you know, with your game. If it's yeah, a shit game, and then they get really, they get more selective about who they bring in. Because like going to a press event for a YouTuber, it's like you got to look at what's the value. Like there's actually quite a lot of value, more so than there would be to a traditional site. Because like you go to a press event, let's say Jason, and your site writes a few articles. Like maybe you make a bit of money on that, but chances are you're gonna get other opportunities to write about that game uh, up until it's released. So it's not really that important. But here's the thing: a lot of these press events now have set things up so that they're designed for YouTube capture and streaming. Like, they, yes. this has been a very recent thing where they've said, we'll let you capture. Then suddenly, value comes out of it. Because you go to an event like that, you get two hours of a game that people are interested in a couple of months before release. You portion, you, you kind of uh, cut that footage up. You make a few videos out of it. That's actually quite a lot of money. Like, to the point where, um, let's see, I think I went to, I've only think I've ever been to two events. Neither of them paid for travel. But they were both Paradox events. And what Paradox let you do was they let you capture every game. And we, I traveled down to London on my own ticket, of course, and went to this thing. And I made six videos out of it. And I made a profit on that because I got a bunch of footage of some really interesting stuff. You know, it wasn't like super AAA. It's Paradox. You know, Paradox always make these weird, interesting things. And I made these videos and it was, it was a good coverage event for me. Like, because I got footage up on the channel. They didn't get to edit anything that I said. And I was just really honest about it. And I ended up like shitting on... Um, what was the name of that stupid Dungeon Keeper clone that they did? They they did a really bad... I, I, Empire. <laughs> that was it. Empire. Fucking terrible game. Uh, I, but, 
you know, so to me, that was just kind of like, that's how you get footage out on the channel, which is attractive to a lot of people. But then, of course, you have the events where they're really trying to impress the people. It's like, we're going to take you on a helicopter ride and you're going to get to shoot a minigun. And the thing is, they've been doing that to press for ages, but now they're doing it to impressionable YouTubers, you know. I think I think right. the difference, and right. I think this right. works in the favor of YouTubers a lot more than it does uh, uh, just games, journalism, and media in general, is you guys are expected to cover everything, and we aren't. I, I, like, yes. you, like, you're expected to have people at every event, like, giving some information about what happened. I can be very selective and just go to the things that I'm interested in. So going in already, it's like, you already have me. I'm already, like, interested in your in what you're doing. That's the reason why I'm going to take my time to come see you. I get invited to shit all the time where I'm like, yeah, I mean, that's a thing, but, you know. I'm Can't not, give me a plane for that shit, that man. I, I've yeah. I don't think I've been to a single press event in the US because getting on a plane for me is horrifying and I don't want to do it. So, like, nope, not coming. Sorry. If you want to run your event in Charlotte so I can drive to it, then fine. But if you're putting it in LA, nope, not unless I'm there for another reason. Not going to happen. Uh, but yeah, it is, it's a weird, it's a weird kind of dichotomy because that some of these are just like, we want exposure. So we're just going to let you film and we're not going to do anything with it. And then there's other situations where we want to edit what you're doing. Or then there's the weird ones where we're going to pay you a premium for what you're doing. I think it was a, there was a battlefield event a while ago that was done through Ronku, the influencer program that EA runs that oh, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure they paid a premium CPM on footage for that. So it was almost, it was yeah. like, so they went and captured the footage, but then they also got an advertising deal with the footage. So it was, that was weird. It's very mixed mm. up, like, because everything's kind of very up in the air. It's not really established yet with YouTube. So there's a lot of weird things that happen, some of which are <coughs> super fucked up and, like, you shouldn't be involved in. And then some of them are just like, come and film if you want. And then you're like, so okay. is the condition is the condition for battlefield for that battlefield event and events like that that you have to say positive things? Pretty sure you have to say positive things for that one. Um, I, I I mean, as as someone who's taken Ronku deals and is totally up front, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna take uh, Battlefield Hardline and have fun with Crendor on that later today. So boop. Um, as someone who is totally a part of that, uh, the things that they say on there are not be positive. They're like talk about this stuff. So it's like yeah, it's it's like a list this. of things show that they want to be shown. Like do it positively. It just says show, show it, it off. off, which to Trust be fair implies believe. don't shit on it. You know, well, the so, so, there. It doesn't mean that that's what happens. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's interesting because like in the past, maybe five, ten years ago, back before the rise of YouTubers, um, they would do the same sort of thing except more subtly. So they might say here are the talking points for this yes. and like present it to you in a way that would get you to write game. about those things. Yeah. But I think that the press has kind of like uh, evolved and a lot of those sites and magazines have gone away. A lot of the ones that would just rewrite just what the PR anyway. people told them. Mm -hmm. um, and like press is starting going in a different direction. So it's interesting to see. And I'm very curious to see how YouTube will evolve, uh, whether they'll keep doing this sort of thing and keep engaging in these sort of deals, whether readers will continue uh, to trust and enjoy that sort of content. It'll be, it'll, it's a fascinating landscape mm -hmm. right now. Well, I think, I think it comes down to, and this is, it's very Game of thrones -y. Like it's about learning to play the game, right? And I think everyone involved it, it, young people, old, like people who've been in a while, like everyone over time needs to learn when it's okay to do things, when to say no, when like how to value yourself, like all the things that come with being like an influencer or a personality or a media, whatever. And everyone sort of needs to know where they fit in and knows how to judge themselves. 
And the people who don't, those are the people who make really dumb decisions. Like, I'm going to be sponsored by this one computer-making company for a year for, like, no money and have them all over my channel. Or I'm going to go to this influencing event that's not related to me at all for, like, mobile games and have this mobile game take over my channel for, like, like there's crazy things that are thrown at us. And you just have to know, so you have to navigate what's good, what's bad, what's you, what's honest, and what's completely shamelessly selling out and know where you stand on all of those. And I think YouTubers are very young in that world. And it's just a matter of time before we figure out sort of where we're at. Yeah. And we're, I think we're going down that river right now. Yeah, I mean, networks have it's, helped quite a bit in that respect because... when it comes to valuing. Yeah, it's interesting because YouTubers uh, have a lot of advantages, and I think being a YouTuber is really cool in a lot of different ways. But one of the advantages that traditional media has is that we don't have to think about that. We don't have to think about advertising at all. I, yeah, you, all have, I you have guys that do that. Yeah. <laughs> right. We have like a, a sales team and a business team and that's not on like I don't have any idea. I mean, I have to worry about my audience and like getting traffic and writing good stuff and reporting and being accurate. I mean, it's not an easy job, but I don't have to think about the business part or how much money any of my articles are making because I just get paid a salary mm -hmm. and bonuses and whatever. And that's the end of it. So it's really interesting to see if maybe media networks will rise in the world of YouTube. I mean, I wonder if that'll happen where it's like you have all these networks. Uh, like Polaris and whatnot, I wonder if they'll wind up creating walls the way there is in traditional journalism where the There already is to some degree. Uh, so they can... One of the things that Polaris does alongside the more traditional brand deals is that they will sell ad inventory at a premium rate. We have no control or knowledge over any of that. So that's very mm. similar to the way the traditional media does it. So it's often like very predictable. Like when there was the Pacific Rim deal going around, they did a bunch of Pacific Rim trailer ads, obviously. But we had no involvement in any of that stuff. So there is a degree of separation for some of it. But the thing is, the stuff that's really valuable is the native stuff. And if you do native stuff, well, you can't mm. have that separation because it's got to be native. You know, it's, you've got to be involved. That's the whole point. Right. So, but, it, but again, it really comes down to like, what do you expect from a channel? Like Jesse can literally spend a week making videos about Dragon Age and just do nothing but play Dragon Age, and he's still making bank. People don't go to him for any kind of journalistic impression of anything. You know? yeah. So th there's right, a lot of right, people, right, right. if God's sake, some of the most successful YouTubers just play Minecraft. So, I mean, does anyone really care about their opinion of another game? No, not really. No. But, you know, they, but they, they might be able to take a deal to do it, and no one really cares, because like, as long as they disclosed it and don't lie about it, everyone's like, all right, cool, we get it. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's, a, it's a weird situation, you know. It's and it's it's very freeing, to and I think people oh, yeah. are always afraid. People are always afraid that if you are advertising something or promoting something, that your audience will immediately be like, Ugh. and all you have to do is they look at, don't. yeah, just look at normal like real. I'm gonna say real celebrities who promote crap all the time, and no one ever has a complaint. And the reason why is because it's very obvious they're selling you something. Mm -hmm. And if you just flat out immediately be like. What you're seeing right now is a BS ad. Enjoy. It's 20 minutes long. Yeah. The people are like, all right, cool. I'll all watch right. this. Yeah. Maybe That's I'm it. born and with it. Or maybe it's Maybelline. Maybe it's Maybelline. It could be Maybelline. Yeah. <laughs> Although in your case, Star Trek, I don't think it's Maybelline. It's not. Zero Maybelline. Maybelline. Zero. <laughs> I don't think you She was it, uh, born with it, kids. That's cool. I mean, I was think Was it a, a compliment or an insult? Like, you knows? guys do. Oh, yeah, is, uh, who knows? I think... I think you guys do some some awesome stuff, and uh, I mean, I think a lot of people think that YouTubers are going to replace media, and I'm not sure that's the case because I, I feel so. like 
Yeah, I feel like personalities, YouTube personalities make for a good complement to traditional reporting. And I think it'll change media quite a bit. I think that media sites that you see uh, today will look different in five, six years if they're still around. Um, they already are looking different than they did even three years ago. Yeah. Uh, I think things are changing in a big way. And I think that there will be, I think it'll be a good thing because I think media, and that's one of the things that we at Kotaku have started doing is uh, shied away from preview coverage and like stuff. Like we write a lot less about stuff than isn't out and write a lot more about stuff that's already out, which is a lot uh, like what you guys Surprisingly effective. Do. Like uh, when I've looked at stuff on YouTube, it's the reason I changed my convention coverage. People actually, unless it's a really big game, don't give a fuck about a game they can't buy yet. They really like games they can buy. I mean, when I did my Borderlands, the pre-sequel video, it has like almost half a million views. I was a week and a half late. People didn't give a fuck. Like, if I'd put that out before the game, they probably would have watched it less, which makes no sense traditionally. But the interesting thing is that, like, news on YouTube doesn't work very well unless it's done by a very specific person. Like, say... An attractive woman? Yes. Yes! There you go. You're right. Or or Dodger. Maybe it's Maybelline. No. Well, but you know what? I don't think, I think news on YouTube is always by nature going to be aggregation. And the real uh, attention, the real way to make money in news is to break news and break yes. stories and like be original, do original. Or we'll be a pundit. Which is something, yeah, which uh, I think it's well, like, what, that's, that's another story. The, pundit, the punditry is what works on YouTube. Like, just bre- you can't right, really right, break right. news on YouTube because it's too slow. Like, because right. you can't beat a writer. When it comes to getting a story out, you toss three sentences out on your website, that's news. I've got to make a video, I've got to record it, I've got to do retakes, I've got to add the footage, I've got to edit it, I've got to upload it. And then YouTube decides arbitrarily to wait three hours before it makes it live. You know, so you can't do do that. Like the only, the reason why, and I assume, and Dodger can definitely correct me on this, the reason why people like Dodger's news show is it's personality driven news. And she's the aggregator of that news. She picks the shit that she finds interesting. So that's how like her news show works, and that's why people watch hers and people watch mine because it's like it's it's like two minutes of news and then thirty minutes of punditry on that news. So it's like it's opinion, it's commentary. It's weird. Like this conversation is so weird for me. One of the reasons I I haven't really like jumped in at all is because I feel like I'm very separated from the sort of stuff that the three of you like. I I don't ever get invited to that sort of stuff. Like, I don't ever get approached to come see games at conventions, like none of that stuff. If I wind up going to even parties, it's because Jesse's like, hey, you want to go to this thing? And I'm like, OK, like I I don't have that sort of interaction with companies that's on like a schmoozy basis really at all. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I've, it's it's weird. I It makes me wonder, like. Not not saying that I'm like big shit or anything, but it makes it makes me wonder what what sort of situations cause them to think we should approach this guy or we should approach this mm. girl. Like what the what the stipulations are for them saying like they could help us out, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's not like you don't have the viewership. You do. I mean, you have one of the most popular news shows on YouTube, but Thank do people you. approach oh. news broadcasters and readers to promote games? Generally not. Uh, right. They want to be looking at someone else. You don't really do previews of games. That's not the thing that you do. Right. So, it's so all... Dodger, I think, I think. well, so what happens with us often is a company will come to us and say, hey, we have this news blast under embargo for tomorrow at 10 a.m. But if you're not posting a video and you're not, you can't make a video 
to hit that embargo or hit that news blast or whatever, then they're not going to bother coming to you in the first right. place. Or like sometimes they might want to do an interview that'll turn into interesting news. But if you're not going to be doing an interview, if your show is just going to be that aggregation where you talk and provide personality, then it's a totally different thing. So right. uh, they might not think that you're interested or see the value there. A lot of the time it's, it's things you've done in the past. Um, I know it has to do with certain games you've covered, certain things you've done. It has to do with your demographics of who's watching. Like, they look this crap up, and they're like, who's watching what at when and where? And so I know, like, Nintendo is doing a lot of, like, promotional things right now. But mm -hmm. They're also doing a lot of every fuck people over things right now. That, yeah, you know, that's but, also true. But, 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 the, but the reason why the fuck people over things happening is because Nintendo is really pushing heavy on finding uh, women uh, people who, who have a lot of, like, Nintendo is viewers. stalking women. You heard it here, Broken on the Co-Optional Podcast. I stand by that <laughs> statement. Jump on that. No, but, but, like, they're trying, to, they're trying to attract women to play, uh, like, 3DS and things like that. And so they're trying to find YouTubers or, or influencers who have large women audiences. And so that's what they're going for. And it's a really weird kind of thing. And so other people who are like, I've been with Nintendo for 45 years and I love Nintendo. They're like, sorry, you're not invited. We're going to invite <laughs> John Smith, who is who has like a 95% female viewership instead. Good luck finding any Nintendo male thing. YouTuber that has a 95% female viewership, though. I, Look, I, was, I was shocked to find that Cry has such a large female viewership. He's got the voice, it's man. that voice, man. How many, yeah. what, percentage of, what percentage of PewDiePie's uh, viewers are female? Significant. PewDiePie has a lot of, of female viewers. Yeah, yeah he, he has a lot of female viewers. Like, people like, like me and Jesse, we 40%? have jack shit. Whoa! I'm ha Look, I'm happy with 16. 16%? That is a good percentage. <laughs> I got four. 4%. 16%. 4%. Apparently, Ladies. females are really not into long port reports and options menus discussions. Who fucking knew? Yeah, wow. Although the Co-Optional yeah, Podcast has a significantly female higher now, female demographic. 40%? Most, I need yeah. that. I need that. But most let of me, my ladies are... Okay. We have, to, we have to do the... My ex-boyfriend in Space Time. I gotta do that game still. You need to all, do that. Look, but, all um, I want. 16%. 16%. I need to get 20. I need to get 20. <laughs> 20%. 20% ladies. Markiplier way, apparently has a fairly large female demographic. And that's because well, I don't want to do him. That's gross. <laughs> but I will say, I will say, my number one, I still to this day, one of my favorite stats, and now it's number two. It used to be number one. But number two, most viewed uh, women age 42 to 70-something. Well that's my That's my favorite stat. You got it. I, Ladies. Older How many older people ladies, is that? How many? That's, that's what I want to know. How many it's, people? It's what, is it, that? I don't, it doesn't say how many people. It just says that's like percentage wise. It goes like uh, 13 to 18 boy, and then the next one underneath that is like, like 35 to plus. 42 like year old women. Yeah, like 35. <laughs> plus. It's great. I love that. It used to be number that's one. That's an odd stat. Like, I don't know how you get that. Very odd. I always, I always assumed it was like, you know, mom's account, and then like the kid was watching. Nope. I've <laughs> met people. Nope. Not at all. I'm on board. Ladies. To be fair, like I'm yeah. pretty sure I dropped 10% of my female de demographic when we stopped doing Terraria. Like, Let's Play content is more popular wrong amongst women than uh, critique and review, as you might imagine. That's true. Well, not That's only that, but I mean, the fanfic was rampant, guys. Oh, God. I've rampant. seen those pictures. Oh, Look. my God. That was... We need the less of that. ship, it's still sailing. No. It's still sailing. I I, look, no. I'm not. I'm, wow. I'm going to say it. Wow. I'm. 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 A There's gay a lot of gay porn icon. out there of it. Let me. I'm. I'm way. an icon in the gay community. I'm totally okay with that. 
I've never looked as good as I do in that erotic fan like art. Yeah, Holy point. crap. I am super sexy in that fan art. They did, they <laughs> took a few oh. pounds off me as well. I'll give them credit for that. You know, I look, I got like a lot better. I got like a twelve pack in those, <laughs> and my my wiener, like forty five inches. That thing is a leg. That thing is a <laughs> wow. leg. This I was is gonna say that's an epic weapon in Terraria at that point. Yeah. It's a flail oh you just wave around your neck. Hey. I've never been more thankful. I'm gonna show that to the grandkids. Be like, this is what I was like. No, when I was no, no. I think that's a oh, bad goodness. idea. It'll okay, you should show it to the grandmas. You can show it to Apparently, the yes. You know, that's the demo he's been hitting right now. Right. All right. Well, we kind of we somehow got, I'm not sure how we got here, but let's not. And let's let's get back for the next 25 minutes to play what we've been actually playing this week. Okay. Uh, Dodge, you've oh, been playing someone. Yeah, I, I was literally like right before we went live. Um, I been spending this whole morning playing Darkest Dungeon. Darkest that Dungeon, game is right. so fun. Tell us about it's, Darkest Dungeon. It's early access, so I know that you won't want to touch it. I, but, don't know. I might have a look at it anyway. It looks but pretty good. It's so cool. Okay, so the idea of it is that you're you're like a, a young heir to this this castle, essentially, where the guy who was living in it before, um, <clears throat> you are related to him, and he basically writes you this letter where he's like, look, I had all the women, I had all the money, all the booze, and I got bored, so I opened a portal to hell, and okay. then I shot myself. So if you could, like, fix this situation, that would be great. So you, like, show up into this town, and up he's the honest hill, about it. Yeah, right? Up the hill is this castle where a portal in the darkest dungeon, right, has been opened. And so you hire on people to help you get through to the end. So... It's you yourself only exist as like an idea as far okay. as like the people that you're controlling. It's all of these mercenaries and like bodyguards and knights and sorcerers and whoever that you're hiring. Um, when they die, they're dead. They're like dead forever. So you just keep having to like hire people. And I was like, oh, this is going to be fine. I, you know, I don't think anybody's going to die for a while. And then like the third week in everybody died just like my whole team was just like dead it's like no but it's really really fun like um the fear mechanic specifically like their ability to stress out is so cool so every time you take them out on like an, an expedition i guess i'll say like they come back and they have a certain amount of stress and that's mostly what you do in the town, aside from like leveling up abilities and things, is you have different ways of helping them relieve stress. And depending on who they are, what class they are, um, different methods will work better, will help them relieve stress quicker. So unfortunately, when you like decide a way for them to be relieving their stress, you can't use them for that week. So your next trip, you have to hire new people. And if you get like a good rotation of people and you can like keep leveling them up and then, you know, putting them in to have them de-stress, then you're golden. But I didn't realize that first time that I was playing. So I had my knight who kept like saying little things like, don't make me go back out there. I don't want to go back out there. I really don't. And what (laughs) happens is if you're out, if you go on an expedition and their stress reaches full, then a lot of different things can happen that all have different effects. So like they could be overwhelmed by fear, in which case they might like not act at all. They might try to run away. They might just like jump to the back of the group because it's all turn-based combat. So they might like jump to the back of the group and be like, I don't want to be here. Ah, they might become uh, super paranoid. Paranoid is the worst because when 
you have one person who's paranoid, they can spread that to everybody else. So somebody, you know, you're in combat, right? And somebody gets hit and she'll be like, why did you get hit? Are you working for them? Did you let that guy hit you? What's going on right now? Right. Or like if you're in the dark, you're just like, why, why didn't we bring any torches? Is there a reason that you didn't buy more torches? Like what's going on right now? Like it, and it spreads and everybody gets stressed out quicker. It's awful. <laughs> it sounds like a co-optional so, podcast simulator. I'm going to say. It's so cool. It's really, really cool. So I would say when you play darkest dungeon, everybody, um, don't bring anybody out there with any amount of stress. Try to let them de-stress as much as possible. Um, I think the one of the most fun parts for me is is figuring out like the ways that different people want to de-stress. Like some people want to go to church and like talk to God, and other people want to like flagellate, right? Like who knows? They might just want to like beat the crap out of themselves and be like, "I feel much better." You're <laughs> just like you have to figure out like what it is for them. There's a brothel, the barbarian chick. You send her to the brothel and she's like, "I feel great." Let's get back out there. It's like, it's amazing. It's really, really fun. The combat's super great. And uh, and when you are in, in like, I, I keep calling it an expedition. That doesn't really make any sense. But when you, when you go out to do, like, a section of making your way toward the darkest dungeon, right? It's all, it's all like a map-based thing. So you're, you're in one room, and you can stay in that room, and then you decide where on the map you want to go to next. And so you have to go through, like, an alleyway, and if you have somebody in your team who can kind of scout ahead, you can get an idea of whether or not there's going to be <coughs> combat in the future or like a chest that maybe you can open and things like that. It's super fun. I really, really like it. It sounds kind of like Dwarf Fortress. Any of it. It, I never played Dwarf Fortress. Nobody ever plays Dwarf Fortress. Dwarf Fortress. <laughs> you just, you just Dwarf, read about it. Dwarf Fortress is a game that happens to you. Like you don't happen to it. You have to understand this. It it certainly it seems like the the whole losing is fun idea probably translates pretty well. But I mean, I'm I'm watching it, kind of watching it being played. It's more of a seems like a traditional dungeon crawler, but it's the it's the stress mechanics and the psychology and the party management outside of the dungeon that seems like the bit which makes it different and interesting. The art style is quite good as well. I've got to admit, I, I like the way that it's two D and it slightly tilts at an angle a little bit. Uh, it's a, some nice, uh, nice art quality going on with that. I'll, I will definitely play it. I mean, it definitely looks like the kind of game that I would dig. Yeah, it's really fun. Yeah, it's been. I, I think what they did was a few days before they sent it out to select YouTubers and streamers to kind of get the hype going. Pretty sure there's no deal involved in it. It's just like, hey, you want to play what? our game early? See, I don't even get approached by those guys. Come on, <laughs> Darkest Dungeon. I'm loving uh, that game. Okay, Dodger, let, let, well, let's have a look at the content on your channel for just a moment and see why exactly it was that you were not approached by Darkest Dungeon. Hmm. Okay, so the last few videos that you've what put are you out. Talking about? News, Life is Strange, Towerfall. Okay, so far, so good. Touching Butts with Nagaki, Holiday yeah. Star, Hot Date yeah. with Okazan, Holiday Star Extras, The Second Reveal, Realister. These all have a common theme going on with them here. Mahjong Pretty Girls Battle Attempt. Hmm, that might be why they didn't send you the evil dungeon game, what? Dodger. Uh, you put uh, on a different kind of persona. <laughs> Your demographic does not appear snacks. to work. You Stop recommending nacho cheese. Oh, God, you fucking Jason, chill for nacho come cheese. Work for that me. Don't worry. Oh, all you do. Come work, come work you know Dodge Fucking go. snack taku. Nacho, nacho cheese. Wait, what? Well, so nacho cheese, I think, is a little bit better than Squarespace. 
Oh, wait, am I not supposed to say that? I <laughs> don't. Right. For making websites, it's terrible. Like, nacho cheese will not help you make a website. Squarespace Agreed. will. Agreed. So true. Very if you're looking for that particular demo, if you're looking to eat Squarespace, I'd suggest that you don't. But nacho cheese no. might be an alternative in that respect. You Let's could just create a website on Squarespace there. to order nacho cheese. You though. could. They do have a free ah. e-commerce functionality, which is very useful. So you could actually sell your own nacho cheese over Squarespace. Easy. <laughs> there you go. Oh, man. What can I say? We're good at uh, good at our jobs. We're good at shilling. All right. What what else have we been playing, uh, Jesse? Anything interesting this week? That's yeah. Out? I made I made a valiant effort after last week. I'm gonna try and do it every week. Uh, we talked about a few games last week that were coming out or that you guys had seen, and I was like, I'm gonna try and play them all. Okay. So um, how many did you actually manage to play? Three. I managed to get right. three. Okay, that's not bad. So uh, first, Gravity Ghost. Um, great game. Played Love that. It. I actually really really like that game. Yeah. I think I think it's it's very short though. It's a it, it, it's some of the Depends levels how good are you literally are seconds seconds I'm long. I'm terrible at it, so it takes forever for me. <coughs> Here's the thing: the I made a video that was like forty some minutes long, and I and people were like, "You're actually really good at this game." I thought I sucked. I thought it was gonna get ripped apart. <laughs> Apparently, it's a lot harder if you don't understand uh, gravitational pulls. That's all I'm saying. La di da, Mister X teacher. <laughs> Apparently, I figured it out. So I really, really like it. I think the story is its very simple, really um, – it's, it's sort of, like, deceptive. It's kind of like there are cute moments, like when you meet the different uh, like animals space animals, yeah. right? And they – Oh, like the, the, one the, mouse the mouse dance, song. the mouse guardian. Yeah, it's so cool. Yeah. And, and then you, know, you have Ashley Birch doing, like, 90% of the voices. And so you have, like, this <laughs> – it's sort of like this weird, cute feel to the whole game. I, I think it's great. It's a short, simple game that I would recommend simply for like the art and the sound. And like, I'm glad you played it because I would never have, it wouldn't even have crossed my mind to it play it. It flew the game. under most people's radars, which I think is a little bit of a shame. I mean, according to the Steam charts, it's not doing amazingly well right now. But I mean, ultimately, you are talking about an, an indie puzzle game essentially with uh, no marketing budget. So you're not going to see like the big explosion that a big zombie survival game is going to get. I just hope it does well over time. I imagine it'll do really well in bundles, I would okay. think. Yeah, it's it's it's. I think it's great. I think it's a great game. Um, another game. I finally sat down and beat Grey Goo. Uh, the single player. Although it's, it ends on a bit of a cliffhanger. Yeah, I will simply say this: Grey Goo is a beautiful game. The music's fantastic. The cutscenes are beautiful. The the like visuals, literally stunning. Um, it might be too slow for me. At first, a lot was, of people have said that. At first, I was really excited because I was like, oh, slow means I can take my time. I can. It won't be as crazy as StarCraft. I By the end of it, I was like, oh, my God. Everything <laughs> takes so long. I think because StarCraft, you have to micromanage something. You have to do so many different little things. And this, you don't have to do it's that. It's the polar opposite. Yeah. And because of that, you feel like you have a lot of downtime where you're just waiting for things. And it drove <laughs> me crazy. Like, instantly drove me. Other than that, it's a fantastic game. But holy crap. After a while, you're just like, Let's go. Let's, I think, right, I think I you want to play the multiplayer because oh, the multiplayer gets going really fast because like even your individual, your first unit is going to be important to you. And then when you start putting units out, you instantly start scouting and trying to do damage. But in the campaign, there's a lot of waiting. I mean, there's a lot of yeah. missions which are literally just waiting. It's like survive 30 okay. minutes. So like, really? Uh, <laughs> that, that does yep. get. Uh, uh, I think I think you just I wanted to check that out, but I think you just talked me out. Here, <laughs> here's the thing, though. It's still a really good game. It, the story is really good. The characters, C holy crap. The CG, the CG is, is amazing. fucking incredible. Yeah. It's next level. It's like, 
I would say it's almost as like I would say it's a little bit better than what Blizz has done like recently. Yeah, it's really so. good. And Blizzard's like known as like the CG guys. It's so good. Oh my god! Like the like the the intros when the people talk to you on the screen, their faces are so they look like, real. It looks like a mask or something is on someone because it looks that real. It's crazy yeah. looking. I I would definitely recommend that. Um, then I played Phantom Breaker as a totally different yes, style game. Yes. That game is like it's fun. But you have to really love the Animus to really appreciate. <laughs> I really love the Animus, and I'm okay with it. I just love like, the mechanics. I think, I think, but to like appreciate the game, like all the silly things in it. Like, there's the weird businessman, and like the, the, the guy with the cake. kid, the little fat dude who throws pies at you. But it's all like anime stereotypes. Like everyone you murder is like a stereotype that you've seen in like a manga many, many times. It's really, it's a very cute game, but like. It's targeted for one specific audience. Like I'm sure there were things that I didn't understand, I but I enjoyed so. it. I don't think it is. I just think it's a good brawler. I, I don't it, care but... about the animu. Cause like the Jesse, there are combos to learn in like a in like a beat 'em up. Like that's so rare. <laughs> that's very it, true. It's not just spamming the same button. I appreciate that, that. I also maybe that's maybe that's I also had that problem. Oh. I was like, I just want to <laughs> spam things. Ah, well, this that's is the game for you, Warriors. man. This has got uh, mechanics from fighting games because the original Phantom Breaker was actually a fighting game. So they actually inherited some mechanics, which is what makes it interesting because you've got to learn some of the fighting game principles to be effective in that game. It's really cool. So maybe you want a dumber brawler. Okay, we can find you some of those. Oh, dumber, dumber. I, I, I need to go back to what was the one game with the big boob wizard? I want that game again. Make another one of those. Dragon's Dragon's you brought up Dragon's That's Crown. That's my favorite Crown. game. Uh, you managed to bring Make it up. You managed to bring it up. That's, that's, hey, it's hey, like let's not talk to Jason Schreier about Dra Dragon's Crown, and up it comes. Thanks, Jesse. Well done. <laughs> oh, I didn't Dude, know that. I'm, Look, I, love I it. am always happy to talk about Dragon's Crown. <laughs> I, I have no I problem talking about it. Uh, it's it's funny. I think. I mean, I think me uh, uh, screwing up and saying something stupid. You did say something developer. pretty dumb. I've got to I say, think, like, I think me saying something really dumb about the game's developer, and and I totally admit that I said something dumb, put that game way more on the map. Oh, okay, right. I see where you go with and it. You're not, taking so credit. All right. The, this the man funny went thing to the is, Jesse Cox School of Spin. I appreciate <laughs> this. Jason, Wait, go on. He's got a career in politics. I'm going to tell you guys a story that I I have never told anyone else. All right. Um, First of all, uh, allow me to say that, that people will never forget this and never nope, stop bringing no this up to me. Even though I have done, I've written thousands of articles. Doesn't matter. A million different Internet never this forgets. The Gabe Newell people, said it, man. Gabe Newell said it. About me. Nacho Pope, but, man. Nacho so, Pope. Nacho so Pope. This is your Nacho Pope moment. <laughs> people actually think that I hate this game, even though like like I thought it was an interesting game and I played a bit and I was actually like one of the first people in North America to play it because I was in Atlas's office before they even did like official previews. So like I've I played this game. I think it's an interesting game despite my my distaste for the art style. Um, my wife and so here's a story I never told anyone. Disagree. <laughs> Story I've never told. It. Well, we don't have, we don't have to get into that. That's just like a matter of personal taste. Um, right. But I said something stupid about the game's developer. 
Um, I mean, the full story, in case anyone hasn't heard it, is that just like I wrote a, a snarky blog post in like five minutes on a Friday night calling uh, the developer, the artist, a teenage boy because he drew this uh, this girl with like big jiggly uh, breasts and mm -hmm. it was a whole thing. Um, later, I apologized to the guy. I like talked to him on Facebook and apologized to him um, and we made up and I wrote a whole thing about my real thoughts on the art style and blah, blah, blah. It's not, not super interesting. Um, so <laughs> afterwards, that that Christmas... Um, all these companies sent to send out Christmas cards, uh, like publishers, they send them to press. They have like collusion. their media Christmas cards. There we have it. Uh, the evidence we need. It's Christmas. total, total it's Christmas collusion. card racket. The nepotism. Everyone gets together. They have an email list where they tell I each other it. to send Christmas cards we knew this at the was same happening. time. Uh, so I get a Christmas card from Atlas and it says like, thank you so much for your support this year. Lol. And I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> they did that on what? purpose and you know no. it. No, no, yeah, no, no. It was a personal message to me. It was like, dear Jason, thank you so much for your support this year. And look, I don't mind. People think people like would send me messages when it came out that like it had sold really well. People were like, ha ha, Jason serves you right. And I was like, dude, I don't care. I, I want all video games to sell well. I like, yeah, like like people think I hate this game just because I thought the art style was kind of gross. And like, there's such a. I mean, the internet tends to see things in black and white, as I think we've all we've all yeah. seen. And so people don't realize that, like, I might have, I might think a game looks like has problems with its art style, but still enjoy that game. Or like, I might might uh, have a distaste for a game's art, but still not want it to fail. So like, like I'm perfectly happy that like I like Vanillaware's other games. So it was interesting to to see that and to get that message. But really, I mean, I talked to the artist. I think we are on decent terms, even though he doesn't speak English. Uh, I've apologized many times for that comment, and he didn't I understand a word that no you said. He thinks you're still yeah, insulting him like, this very day. This guy no, I me. <laughs> he was. He, I think he was using Google Translate. I think he was. Using oh, Google that'll Translate. go well. <laughs> but it's funny. I mean, I, I, I have. Yeah, right. Uh, I like am fully willing to admit that I made a mistake. Will make many more mistakes. Uh, that is the nature of human beings said something stupid, shouldn't have said that, totally regret it. And I've moved on. I moved on a long time ago. A lot of people have not Internet moved didn't. on and still enjoy talking to me about it. But yep, enjoy what that. can I do? What can I do other than just uh, Hey, what can I say? Something awful post stuff. from nine years ago. No one forgot that. They're never going to let me forget it. You just have to fucking deal with it. It's on the internet forever now. I say now. something it's controversial every week so that people can they can't keep up. <laughs> right, right. That's, I got to stay ahead of them. Just keep saying stupid things on Twitter. Every that's, week, that's, that's my Be plan. consistent. Be consistently moronic. It's that they'll simple. Never, <laughs> they'll never catch up. What are they going to do? They're always a week behind. Like I said that last week. I'm, I moved on. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Incidentally, my wife fucking loves the art style of that game and plays the character with the largest breast she can find. She has the art book for it. And that is <laughs> that art book is pretty, cool. pretty explicit. Yeah, it's it's, it's it, but it's an art style. It's the same. I I agree. There's with a you. lot like, of sexy men in there. Like if you it, like yeah. eighteen packs, it's got a lot of that, and very small heads for some reason. Huge barrel-chested men and tiny oil, heads. tiny head, like for no reason. <laughs> oh dear, it's really bizarre. And a lot of I mean, I played uh, 
uh shit what was the name odin's fair odin's fair uh other game that was like such a gorgeous game and such a such a fun game to play uh i've liked a lot of their games actually and people people don't realize that i see people people on twitter with like anime avatars and like in their bios it says like i am vanillaware's number one fan they like will tweet at me constantly about how awful a person i am and about how i must hate dragon's crown and i'm like dude i mean i like vanillaware's games i like most japanese games i like interesting weird quirky games and I'm sure I will play the next Vanillaware game to come along. Hopefully, I will not uh, call its designer a teenage boy. Hopefully, I will. I, I will would not suggest not doing that, that again. That's <laughs> probably I, uh, a bad idea. All things considered, I will do my. I will do my best. It's funny because that was one of those posts that, like, we were talking before about quantity. And one of the things, one of the real, uh, I mean, not downsides, but one of the real challenges at a site like Kotaku is writing as much as we do and like keeping consistent and not like throwing in the towel for anything and not like doing something half-assed. And that was one of those posts where like it was a Friday night. I needed like one more post to just like round up the night. I was like, oh, here's a trailer of the Sorcerers from Dragon's Crown. I'll just write something snarky. And like afterwards it exploded and I was like, God damn it. Like I wrote that in five minutes. I should have just not done that. But you live and learn. And like, like I've learned from that and and not done And you will continue like to learn yeah. as you're beaten by the internet over the course of the next 45 it's years good. for saying it. Well, yeah, it's, welcome it's to the true. Internet. It keeps us honest. It keeps us the internet keeps that us is, very that honest. That's true. That is so true. Well, they try. It also <laughs> keeps us thick-skinned. It also uh, makes sure that we kind of <laughs> sometimes sometimes it also drives you into therapy. But you right. know, that's never also mind. True. that's also a thing. Well, so too anyone watching this who who uh, took offense to that. I apologize to you because I I said something stupid I should not have, and I've moved on. I've lived and learned. You're in good company. You're in good stupid speaking company. We've <laughs> oh, all yes. said stupid stuff. Oh yes, absolutely. Every one of us. Yep. It's okay. Okay. Yep, and there's also all sorts of plenty of uh, controversial topics. Uh, my wife is currently going berserk on uh, on Twitter about something which I actually didn't know about. This. <laughs> Uh, oh, I don't know yes. if you've heard about this. Uh, there's apparently a tournament. It's a female-only tournament for oh, uh, yeah. Riot. Oh, and- yeah, the League of Legends tournament. Yeah, have you, like, have you read, have- read about crazy. this? I mean, well, like- I, I want to do this one after the break because this will give me okay. time to read the article because apparently this is a big deal. I have a few things to say on that as well because we had issues with StarCraft and female-only tournaments and the fact that we don't have many female pro gamers as well. Um, it's a breaking story at the moment. Riot has apparently dis- uh, distanced themselves immediately from it, unsurprisingly. So I, I need to read up on this before we say something fucking stupid. Uh, so we're gonna well, we're gonna take a break, which will give us the opportunity to do that, and then we can dive into this subject because we don't shy away from such things here on the show. You're watching the Crossroad Podcast. Do not go anywhere. Here's some advertisements. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the co-optional podcast for the final hour of the show. This is where the controversial stuff usually happens. This is where we get into things. And as it turns out, someone done fucked up. So, we're getting into it. Because that's what we do on this show. We Mm -hmm. do very, very risky punditry that sometimes gets us into trouble. But that's okay. Super risky. And then make weasel noises. This isn't even... Look. This isn't even risky. Go Dodger. It's not. This isn't even a topic where like any of us would be like, I don't know, I kind of agree. Like literally none of us. Well, actually, no. Jesse fully agrees. <laughs> no, 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 no. All I said while reading the article earlier was that to me, it seems like they're saying the LGBT community is just better at league. I think that's what they're saying. <laughs> they're just much better at league than everyone else. That's all I'm it's saying. Just, yeah. So 
if anything, they should be invited to every, like, I, you know, I feel like it's stupid, but I think the writing's on the wall, people. I think we know what they're really saying. All right, Dodger, it, round the story. Is what better. is the story? Yeah. Okay, so um, there is a League of Legends tournament going on. It is all ladies, <coughs> and they decided to put out a statement saying that you can only have one gay or transgendered person in your group because of unfair advantages in having more than that. <laughs> that makes no sense. It doesn't make None. any sense. Like, oh my god. I don't know I don't know how many more years. <laughs> like, how much longer until everybody's gonna be like, you know, I think maybe being gay only affects who you bang. <laughs> No, it clearly affects how good you are at League. It clearly, it affects, clearly, does. It clearly affects your abilities it. to do many things in life. I stand by my statement. They are, without a doubt, top tier. top LGBT top tier of God. League. I'm sorry, uh, kid in his dorm room who called me gay all those times I played League. Guess what? I was better than you in the end, turns out. <laughs> Yeah, like wait, maybe first... maybe maybe it was a compliment. Like you're yep. saying, oh, you're getting oh, I never you're thought really of that way. I get it now. League is so friendly. I never realized <laughs> that. Yeah. That was the best joke you came up with all day. Well done. <laughs> oh man. So oh man. League is known for its accepting community. Yeah. At first when I was reading this, um, I was wondering if it was because of like some some skewed understanding of like well, maybe some of these women were actually men, and thus, like, their male abilities at the game would be better, male even though abilities. now they transition to being a woman. Like, but, like, like that was the only possible way for me to skew this in my mind, where I was like, maybe? Like, maybe they're formatting in their mind that, like, somebody who could possibly be more masculine would have an advantage at the game, which... Look, this is just like awful on so many different yeah, levels. It but I'm it trying, okay. to, I'm trying to it figure it out. No okay, sense. okay. Let's, right. let's, I think that's what their logic was. That like, yes. that, like if you're, but but that logic is just like inherently so sexist and horrible. Oh yeah, it's like it's just hard. Oh, to it is wait, but, wait, but then does that logic mean that as a lesbian, because you want to be with women, you are more masculine than a normal? Like that doesn't make oh any sense. God. That's insane logic. now my brain's just melting out of my well, ears just hearing like, this stuff imagine to yourself you know like a very a very homophobic idea of what a lesbian is is it okay. is it like a very butch woman because that implies no, like no, no. masculinity unfortunately I, I think the, the, man <laughs> okay I, but I rather than just, just expressing just saying, our disbelief, like, coming, I have coming no from clue. That standpoint. <laughs> okay, okay, all right, right, right. Well, they all want to be men, so they're gonna act like men. Like I don't even. Okay, know. right. So <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Well, let's get into it then, instead of just because yeah. anyone can say this is dumb. Now we can talk about why it's dumb, and we can also talk about like esports in general when relating to to female players. So I can talk from the position of StarCraft, right? In pretty large amounts of detail. There is one competitive female gamer in StarCraft 2. Her name is Scarlet. She's considered, at least was, to be one of, if not the best foreign, i.e. non-Korean player to ever play the game. Some people would say that. A lot of other people would say, you know, that Stefano was the best. But you know, there's some argument there. She's definitely top three. She's transgender, male to female. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
So, initially, of course, when she came onto the scene, there was a lot of curiosity. Most of it innocent, because, hey, you know, people are just, they're not really sure. And some of it hostile, which, Mm -hmm. of course, resulted in a lot of people in the community coming out and saying, fuck you, that is not okay. You don't get to treat people like this. And I think, for the most part, the StarCraft Two scene eventually calmed down. And, the you know, the trolls were the trolls. People are saying Madalisk. Madalisk is not a competitive player. Please stop pretending that she is. I'm sorry. I, it, th- there is a world of difference between the skill level of Scarlet, who was world-class at her peak, as in she was beating top Koreans, she was winning tournaments, and Madalisk, who has not won a single tournament that wasn't female only. Like, she's... I don't think she's even placed in one that was an open. Only female-only tournaments. And she's like high master's level. She's under no circumstances anywhere close to being as good as Scarlet. So those are kind of the facts about Scarlet. And things, they got a little bit strange, but we never really ran into a situation, I don't think, where Scarlet deliberately went out and competed in a female-only tournament. Because there are female-only tournaments in StarCraft. They do exist. They are competed within. And there are some female gamers that play at a reasonably high level, but not high enough to play on the world stage. Not not even close. Like, they would get destroyed. And do, when they try. It's cool that they try, but they're nowhere near good enough. So, the question became in the community, is there a reason for female tournaments to exist? Is there, are there, and what are the positives and negatives of that? And then, this is where things get difficult, and this is where things tie in nicely to this subject. Mm. Who makes the call... This is a really horrible thing to say. Who makes the call as to who is allowed into a female-only tournament? Like, is there a panel of people that says, okay, you identify as female, ergo you are female and can play in this tournament. What are the rules related to that? And it becomes a minefield, an absolute minefield. Like sex versus gender and things Uh like that. Huge minefield. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, the idea that some people would pretend in order to get into a tournament which is going to have a weaker lineup. Like, it's not unfair to say that. Like, if you, if you take StarCraft Two and you took all the female pro gamers and you took all the male pro gamers, then the male pro gamers are going to beat the women. Like, it's just, that's just going to happen. They're not going to literally beat the women. Not that. That was a bad choice of phrase. They're going to be, they're going to play the game and they're going to win more matches. Because and I never even went there, TV. Sorry. <laughs> It's just the reality of it. There was there was one world-class female pro gamer, one, in StarCraft 2, versus a lot more men. It's that well, simple. That's the reality of it. I mean, just, like, taking the pool of... Pe- oh, bye, oh, Jason. It's okay. He'll be Jason, back in a bye. He's ah, back. he's back. I'm back. <laughs> I mean, when, when you look at the, at the pool of people... What like, the hell is that oh. noise? Jason's audio is... Jason, what's up with your audio? Beautiful. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Am I okay right. now? It sounded like there was a party in your apartment. Oh my goodness, yeah. <laughs> I just had a 10-second party, had them all leave. It was it Fabulous! Was, crazy. was it a female-only party? Was it fun? You guys really... I, I wish. <laughs> Indeed. Um, all right, uh, yes. So, so back on that. Uh, so the, the, I think the first thing to address, because otherwise this is going to be a minefield of a discussion that we can't get around. First thing to address, female-only tournaments. I... Uh, what I think legitimacy of them, benefits of them, downsides, if any. Well, I, I think uh, uh, and Dodger, I'm sure, will have more about this to say than anyone. But I feel like, of course, they're legitimate things. But 
just by existing, doesn't that say like we need to have a tournament for women because they can't compete in the same league as like like it, it's a very weird thing. Like, of course it's legitimate. It's a tournament. It's a sanctioned tournament. But it's also like, isn't the implication there that we need we need to have another thing for the girls because they're a little Whoa. worse than the guys? Isn't that the assumption? I I'm mean, gonna... from sorry, Jason, go for it. No, you go ahead. You, I think your perspective is is more valuable here. But um, I do have a, a response to Jesse after. That is a horribly sexist thing to say. Yeah, how dare you? Totally, totally. Just implying that I am female. God um, damn it. No, I'll, I'll just because who knows? Shut up, Jesse. <laughs> Don't even. <laughs> All I was gonna say was that. I, from my perspective, it's more of like a security thing. Like, sure, there there are tons of women who who will absolutely take offense to that and say, if I want to compete, I want to compete against you know the best that I can. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I do think that there is like a weird form of um, security in playing against other women who play the game mm-hmm. and then gaining gaining the confidence that way to move on, which is in itself is inherently kind of sexist. Like, well, if I can beat the girls, then I can compete with the boys. Right. right? But it's, it's a thing. It's definitely a thing that, that girls think like mm-hmm. if I can be the best of the girls, then maybe I can compete with the boys. And that kind of like plays into, I think the psychology of, of wanting to be in those tournaments is, is like a stepping stone. It's not a place that you want to be. It's a place to, to prove to yourself you can go somewhere else. Mm. And you know? it's not like, um, and females are not excluded from any other tournaments. There are open tournaments and then there are women-only tournaments. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, women have access to more tournaments than men do. But that's just the, the, the reality. There's no reason to exclude women from men-only tournaments. None. You know, especially since only one of them, in, at least in <clears> StarCraft, <throat> has ever actually been able to compete with any of them. Yeah, and so, so I also think... Uh, being not a woman myself, but having watched women uh, in my office and do you have binders full games. of women, Jason? Is I that do, what you I like do, me? and they all play video games. <laughs> all and they of all them. play video games. Wow, every single one. So uh, having watched uh, coworkers and and friends play games, uh, playing games online while a woman is very different than playing games online while a man. Uh, and I think that. Uh, when you're playing online games and tournaments and competitive games, I think being around other women insulates you and protects you from the sort of horrible insults and treatment and behavior that uh, a large group of men uh, like will will start uh, like engage in when there's one woman playing in a large tournament so so like you hear all the time about all these incidents where a woman might be harassed because uh she's a minority and there's it's mostly men around and there's going to be a couple of bad oh. apples there i think when it's all women in one specific tournament in one specific area it's a lot more i, I think it's a lot more uh, uh although it's, uh, amusingly like enough i believe it was in a female only counter-strike go tournament that an actual fist fight broke out between two of the teams and that might have been one of the only incidents in <laughs> Wow. That actually happening really? competitive women versus competitive women are fucking vicious i don't know if yeah, you ever went to school blood, man. but have you watched women fight holy shit they're vicious like we you know we had a fight at school it would you know it was a guy on a guy it would be punching and you know wrestling and possibly gay touching but with women it was like heel in the oh, face no, no possibly always oh always with the groping <laughs> it would be i take your head and i smash it on this concrete floor it was fucked up like it, Man, you gotta yeah. watch out. I, you so that's... so the the assumption here is it's less 
about like uh, uh, they're not as good, but more like think of it like uh, NBA WNBA. Like it's a it's a it's a, a like a it's it's a safe environment. Like that's what you guys are okay, saying. Then I disagree. I disagree on this point, and I think Dodger might have the same point because NBA WNBA is about physical biological facts. Yeah, it's about the idea that. Women cannot compete on the same level as men with the same level of training. Isn't that how training. we started this, though? It wasn't that the assumption to begin with? Like, yeah, but that's not the case in esports. Like, there's no biological reason that we know of that women can't play just as well as men in a computer game that we know of. So it seems to me it's much more it's more of a social aspect that less women want to be competitive in these games. And as a result, mm. what you do to try and encourage some of that is you create tournaments that are, as you said, kind of female-on-female uh, female environments where they can just kind of gain confidence and really grow as a competitive player. Um, yeah, and anything that encourages more women to play games, especially competitive games, can yeah, only be a good absolutely. thing for, why the for hell would Why the hell would we want everything to be a sausage fest? Come on. I mean, right. obviously, like, my right. priority is the quality of the games, but if I can have more people, of you know, different people around me while I'm doing that, that's great. But, mm -hmm. but I mean, if you compare it to WNBA, it's, it's just not even... It's not even a contest. Like there was the um, the incident where Serena Williams and Venus Williams played against a a fairly low ranked pro male tennis player to to try and prove that they could be just as good, and they weren't. It's that simple. They physically couldn't keep up. That was just the biological reality. Top, you know, top female tennis player in the world couldn't keep up with like a rank 100, 200 male player, and he was past his prime as well. That's a physical reality. But the thing is, those biological realities don't exist in esports, which is why I think the transgender issue in particular is irrelevant. If someone mm -hmm. is identifying as a woman, they're a woman. It's that simple. Yeah. There is no biological advantage. But that's Scarlet, the assumption the, here. That's the assumption. I don't know if that's scientifically true. So, so, I don't so, know if there's so, any proof of that. So you're just saying, uh, and, and God, I love playing devil's advocate here. I, it's, it's always well, fun someone for someone has me. to. Yeah. So, Especially, so you saying, know, though, Tumblr can go and get you instead of me. Yeah, I don't care. Nice. So, so what you're saying, though, is like, the assumption here is that they're saying because... Uh, uh, if at some point in your life you identified as a man, that gives you a benefit, like a benefit over, uh, 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 like in this tournament of all women, and and uh, is it saying that because um, I, I, there's just a small pool of women players that they don't know that out there somewhere could be the best player ever of league, for example, just hasn't picked up the game yet because she hasn't been interested, or because uh, it seems like what they're saying is it's a biological thing, like. If Currently, they're saying the it's a biological suggests, thing, they better fucking be able to prove that because well, I'm pretty they're sure they're wrong. The evidence yeah. currently well, suggests that there's no, since there is no woman who's better than X guys, then that must be the case. Like, correlation doesn't equal saying. causation. Yes, I agree, but I think that's what they're saying. I also think uh, we should make it very clear because I don't think that we've mentioned this. Um, this is happening in Southeast Asia. Yes. This is not it's like... A, it's a Garena tournament. Yeah, this is happening in a place that has a, a fairly established, like, patriarchal system, you know? That so, I won't comment on because I don't have any historical basis for it, but, you know. Yeah. I don't know enough to make a comment on that. So, I'm just, I'm just saying. Well, I, know, oh I, I can tell you for sure that uh, uh, for StarCraft, when Scarlet played in Korea, she was made very welcome. And she also lived in my team house for several months. Which obviously the rest of my uh, the rest of my players are male South Koreans. No problem at all. Like mm -hmm. it was all about the StarCraft. In fact, you know she got, actually got a lot of fans in uh, South Korea, Aww. especially when uh, the uh, the makeup people really went to town on her hair. They apparently <laughs> they really wanted to do that, so they did, and uh, she looked great. And she had a really good time in Korea, from what I'm told. 
uh, let me let me uh, correct myself really quickly before chat jumps on me. My wording about identifying with as a man before it's it was wording. It was wording to express my what I was saying. My apologies to any transgender viewers who never identified as a man. I did not mean it that way. My apologies. Mm, yeah, it's fine. So anyone so, who has yeah. been perceived by society Thank for you. a certain period of time That's what I meant. as male. Yes. yes. It's, it's interesting. It's 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 interesting, Jesse. That that like I mean, it's interesting that we go there because this is such a uh, murky territory and such a strange new world to to navigate for a lot of people. I think that transgender issues have only really come into the spotlight um, relatively recently over the past few years. And it's good that we're all like learning and educating ourselves more and like being willing to fail when talking about this stuff. Um, as far as as far as female only tournaments, I feel like there must be some uh, untapped potential like group of women. I mean, there must be women all over the world who like like can play games really well, but don't feel comfortable enough to go into like the all male environment. League of has a significant of, like, female demographic. It's actually mm -hmm. um, the game. I believe it's the uh, the MOBA, whatever you want to call it, with the highest female demographic. Um, they were saying something like. I can't. I'm pulling this kind of off my head because I can't remember where the number was, but it was like 15%, which for a 65 million player game is a lot of women that are playing right. that game. Huge female fan base. For something that competitive, that's quite rare because we were talking earlier about demographics and the idea that core games appeal to men in many ways. And you have to ask, well, why is that? Like, if you just swapped all of the protagonists for female, would that actually significantly increase the number of females willing to play those kind of games? Chances are probably not. Because we're talking about genres here. When you talk about the kind of games that a lot of females like to play, social and mobile games are really up there. They dominate. Like, there's a significantly larger female demographic playing those kind of games on mobile than there are men playing them. And you've got to it ask why hurt, that is. I think, it wouldn't I think, hurt. I think when you talk about uh, women playing more games, and I think we would all agree that we wish there were more game women in the hardcore gaming community and sure, playing lots of games, and, and that sure. we wish it was more evenly balanced, uh, I think it starts from the game developers, because I think if you look at a lot of the games, I mean, Dragon Age is a perfect example of a game that a lot of women like, um, and one of the big reasons for that is they have a lot of women writers on their staff, and they have a lot of women developers on their team. I think if you get more of those voices in those companies then that's where you start it's not about changing the skin or changing the gender of a character it's about like designing from the ground up to make games that appeal to more people i think that's definitely sorry dodger go ahead all i was gonna say was that it's it's also like an overtime social issue right like if we're talking about tournaments i think that for sure it it'll it'll take having a few different women in multiple different spaces of esports like doing well in tournaments that are high profile and that like you know just just like with anything it's more than it, that uh, i think the thing is that i believe and correct me if i'm wrong here i think i'm probably right on this one that fe competitive hardcore female gamers are probably looked down upon by their peers and certainly people like their parents more than a male would be in that particular area like mm. they would it would be viewed as ridiculous for a lot of people, like for a lot of adult women that would mm -hmm. say, oh, one of my friends is playing StarCraft competitively. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. And that would come from an adult woman saying that. It, it probably wouldn't be men saying it. Men would be pretty cool. It's like, oh, you're playing StarCraft? It's great. We can talk about that. You know, we have something in common. But for women, 
I think there's a there is a big social stigma to be a, for being a hardcore gamer in any form, and especially a pro gamer. I think there's a huge especially stigma. as an adult. I yeah, think, I mean, so. there's already a social stigma just being a pro gamer or a gamer in general as an adult for some stupid reason. I think the stigma for women coming from other women. I'm speculating here, but I would suggest that that is far higher, and that could be. I mean. It, it, a lot of the things that are keeping women back from playing these games competitively are social issues. It's not the community Always. keeping them out. It's actually the people outside of the community keeping them out. Because they're saying this is dumb and you shouldn't be spending your time on it. History nerd moment. Society has always tried to dictate what women should and shouldn't be. Always. And every sort of generation has its different, like, what a woman should be. And it's always... Like there are many women who are like, this is this is not right at all. But society always has this sort of ideal, and you can go to the fifties where it was like getting married right away. Like you're out of high school, get married, right? You can go like as time goes on, it's always different about what you should be. Like you shouldn't be in the workplace. Like oh well, if you want to be a strong woman, you have to be in the workplace. Like it's a mm -hmm. weird. It's always different. But society tries to tell women what to be, not women. Like like be what you want to be. It's no. It's like what society tells you to be. And it's always been that way. And that's when oh, things totally. will change. Is when is when society says it can't handle I was, it. Yeah. yeah, I was literally about to say that, like, we, we've we done this weird shift from, like, you should be, you know, learning how to be a good wife, learning how to be a good mom. Like, that should be your goal. And now it's done, like, a big flip where it's, like, you need to be out there doing something important so that other girls can see, you know, that women can do big, important things. And if you're not doing something big and important, then you're a waste. Is basically yeah, like my, kind my of wife the made feeling. the same comment actually. It was a it was on a discussion about stay at home moms and stay at home dads and like the stigma and the way that things have uh, shifted around is potentially damaging. Because yeah, again, you... you're talking about removing the choice of people. Mm -hmm. It's their yeah, call that's what they do. Like like that whole idea that if you if your goal with your life is to be a stay at home mom, then like that's not feminist. And it's like it is. If that's what she wants to do and she gets to do that, that's feminism. Like, yeah. absolutely. Of course it is. And if you want to be like a high-powered CEO and you go for that and you're able to, then sick, awesome. But like, the big point is that women can do whatever they want with their lives and men can do whatever they want with their lives. And like, the end. <laughs> Right. It's just it's yeah. very weird. It's and that and, you know, and I, that comes with the problem with pro gaming as well that uh, just with pro gaming in general society still thinks that pro gaming is a waste of time. Mm -hmm. Like even South Korea, the place where the best pro gamers come from, huge huge culture of listen to your parents, go to school, get a job after university in these areas and stick to these traditional society roles. And most of the people playing StarCraft, I've seen plenty of documentaries where they've had to push against society to even do what they want to do. And that's the males. I mean, for the females, it's even worse. So it's, it's, it's a very hard thing to do. And I think that these, the female-only tournaments are important to make sure that there is a space for people to, to compete. And I don't think it's necessarily down to the fact that they would be bullied by male competitors in tournaments. I don't think that's really true. I don't know much about the tournament scenes outside of StarCraft 2, but generally speaking, tournaments in StarCraft 2 are very respectful, and you get disqualified for that shit. You don't get to pull that, and you get well, condemned I don't think, by the community. I don't think it's just the... I don't think it's just the only... Uh, just the other competitors. I mean, like, you look at Twitch during... Uh, I was watching uh, oh, Twitch Awesome chat? Games Done Quick the other yeah. week. No, 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 I don't say... I, don't I was going to say, that doesn't Twitch represent chat. anything but other I mean, than 13-year-old like spamming culture, meme idiots. 
I mean, do you do you think? Hey, like... but that's but that's I think that's I think that's a part of uh, of culture around. I mean, I think Twitch chat is a part of gaming culture for sure. Competitive gaming culture. Uh, uh, any any streamer. I mean, Twitch chat is not something that we can just ignore and say, oh, it's just a bunch of thirteen year olds. Well, it's not something you it can just is, like, pretend doesn't exist. Well, I mean, no, can't I mean, pretend you it doesn't exist, but like, well, I, I would dismiss it because it's eye cancer. Like, that's the reason <laughs> I dismiss it. But I mean, we, you know, we have a sub-only chat for that very reason. I think right, 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 Twitch right. chat I mean, is I... real-time shit posting. Like, it's I, it's I... mob, it's a mob mentality in Twitch chat. I think I would rather I would rather the perspective of we should be creating an environment where that stuff happens less or doesn't happen rather than just saying oh fuck it it's mob mentality let's let's ignore it and and well I mean I just don't see what we can do about it like outside of doing the sub only chat which has worked really well for us like an open Twitch chat that's not heavily moderated just doesn't work ever ever it doesn't matter what it is it will be terrible well well well, to to get back to my first point, um, when I was watching Awesome Games of Quick, uh, a lot of the Twitch chat was like, whenever uh, a woman would appear on screen, it was like, oh my god, girl, girl, girl. Grill, grill, grill. That's fucking obnoxious. Right, right, right. And I think if it was, I mean, if you're watching a women-only tournament, it's not the same thing because everyone's a girl. It's not an exceptional thing no, no. for uh, an attractive lady to appear on screen. If you're watching a woman-only tournament, it's what... It's what I saw. I watched those awesome games done quick too. And when any, if there was more than one woman on, it wasn't girl, girl, girl. It was like, oh, who's the fat bitch who just came on? Like, it was really mean, like really mean. And I imagine that in an all woman tournament, it would be like, there would be a weird like chat ranking of like, who's the hottest and what hot girl. Like, that's how I know that would go down. Okay. So I have a slight disagreement with that. Um, I think that the thing is that female-only tournaments, uh, especially in StarCraft 2, are not actually that well-watched. Like, generally speaking, because the skill level is lower, there's a degree of curiosity, but I think Twitch chat gets to a critical mass where it becomes awful. Like, there's a certain level that it's manageable, and I think for some female-only tournaments, it... Sorry. <laughs> I, I, I like orange juice. I'm sorry. What can is I... very... very serious oh, about man, this. Oh, man, all that candy. Very serious. Uh, yeah, so the I think uh, you know, and, and it's not like Twitch chat doesn't shit on men as well. They absolutely they shit on everybody. Like, yeah, of course they do. You go to Raynard's stream, it, 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 or Crip stream, or anyone's stream for Hearthstone, it is twenty thousand people shitting on the yeah, streamer. Yeah, Crip like, though, for real though, guys. F Crip. <laughs> don't start a fight with Crip. God damn it. For real though, for real though, F Crip. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there's always going to be this critical mass, and it's going to depend on exactly what it is. And I think for smaller tournaments, you won't have that. Like there'll be the occasional troll, but you can get away with it. Once it reaches a critical mass, it snowballs because people, the whole copy pastorino thing just gets going, and people just do what the other guys are doing, and that's that's it. That you're done at that point. There's not there's nothing really you can do about it other than other than kind of uh, moderate the chat and make it uh, make it limited by subscription or whatever. I mean, I think Twitch chat is a, is a, another issue entirely. I, I don't know if... I don't think that level of toxicity, at least in my experience with StarCraft 2, that level of toxicity hasn't really been uh, been there for female only tournaments, but it's perhaps because the view count hasn't been high enough to really bring a large amount of people but in. But League? But League, I imagine... I don't know. How many female tournaments have there been for League? There haven't been that many, right? Uh, I don't any? Know have there been any? I mean, I, I have no clue. I don't... I just it, is I this think... the first one? Don't worry, the oh, bar no. is really low, everybody. <laughs> I, but I'm, I think, I'm, I'm, look, I'm looking. Um... I think if mob mentality applies, though, and the assumption is that if the mob gets too crazy, they're going to be like, "Oh, look at the boobs on that one" or whatever. Shouldn't the mob? Shouldn't there be people in that mob who 
standing. Like, I guess it changes. You want to stand like, against the, mob, the tide? I mean, the mob is not doesn't go with that. The mob's like, shut up. Yeah, the problem is they don't. I mean, and it's I don't know well, why that is. Is it because dem viewer demographics? It could be. It's going to depend on a game by game basis. Like viewers for StarCraft Two are generally older than viewers for League of Legends. That's just a demographic reality. So you're going to have a different flavor. Or, of chat or they're there. guys. Or they're guys. I don't want to spoil right. the game. But well, yeah, it's a shitload of guys. guys. I think yeah. I think part of it part of it is that seeing a girl at something like Awesome Games Done Quick was considered an exception. And I think that I mean you're always going to have internet. Well, yeah, there aren't that many female speedrunners. It's that simple. Right. Well, no. No, no, no. Yeah, I'm saying like uh, the more gaming culture grows to uh, include more women, the less of that we'll see. I think. I mean, I, I think so. we'll always but, have hatred. But but with that, but with that said, men with anonymity will still be men with anonymity oh, yeah. and still oh, yeah. be assholes. Of course. Still. Oh, yeah. Totally. No matter what. Even if there's. We will always see that. More women in gaming, which technically in mobile games, for example, there are still. Well, yeah, we're as, as, in mobile. Yeah, games. as demographics grow, it still doesn't matter because guys on the internet will still be guys that like. At their base core, a lot of them will be assholes just because they can. And, uh, and there just needs to be well, other men who... It's who not like, like women don't do that out. as well. I think uh, someone did the comparison of abuse towards One Direction fans, which was almost exclusively women, and that was disgusting. Like, there was some really horrible shit said from women to other women on Twitter. They did a study of it. It was, it was ridiculous. Like... It's not that it's not like it's just guys. It, w w the reason we're seeing guys is because guys are the primary demographic on Twitch. That's why we're focusing on guys and what they say. If you go to somewhere else, if you go to a comment section of a, a female oriented website or a Twitter hashtag that involves a boy band, it's women tearing up other women. Like, oh, yeah, in man. a it's really vicious way. Mm. It's bad. Absolutely. Cannon fights. Yeah. But, okay, so the, the other issues on this, like, I got like this is a really difficult thing because I think this is why the limitation is fucking stupid. Because if you put the limitation in place, you've got to have someone that judges whether or not the person is transgender. Like, and that's like that's you sorry. can't do that. Like, that's not yeah, okay. No. Because that has to I mean, do I with think... like a person's perception of themselves and how they present themselves to the world. You should so... have to tick things off in a list. Come on. Yeah. So like, if like. Even... Like you would have, they would have to interview every single person and be like, "Do you identify male or female?" <laughs> like, oh god, it's just like, oh god, it would be awful, guys. I think the risk <laughs> of having someone come in, having a man come in and pretend to be a woman, I think that risk is worth. Uh, uh, yes, or I, I think like the the uh, drawback of uh, well, no, I think I, I would rather like be as inclusive as possible at risk of. Do it's it, like, oh no, like allowing a, men to come a in man and might women. turn up. Wait, I, whoa, whoa, right, whoa, whoa, right. whoa, whoa, whoa. Are you guys saying that their thought process here is that they're afraid of like the 80s and 90s movie trope of a man dressing up as a woman to go in like a sports team? It's white chicks. And, like, win yes. the it's white chicks, the esports yes. event. It's, it's I mean, that's what this whole it's, thing like, is about. That's what they're that's thinking. That's literally, they're it's thinking tootsie. that if you are a man or a gay woman and thus like, a manly woman. That is the dumbest you, shit I've ever heard. Like that, that's the one that gets me the most. You're gonna sneak. Wait, you're gonna sneak. It's into like, well, the he's tournament. Ki well, she's I mean, kind of a man. Totally no, a she's not kind of a man. That's gonna be what? You want a man too? <laughs> is going to be an esports. So they can only have one one man. Shut up! Shut one, up! One that man is the stupidest. Team. 
This one isn't man, manly person per team. Jesus Christ! <laughs> I can't believe if that is their logic. That is they are the insane, dumbest people on the planet. <laughs> but hilarious. That's insane. But hilarious. Like we can't have them. I. Oh my God! That's a plot of a movie. It's a plot of a bad '90s movie. Yeah. Where are the Wayans brothers? Call them now. That needs to be made. Oh, Shut God. up. That's yeah. dumb. That's dumb. It, it, it's stupid. It's as stupid as it sounds, strangely enough. Yeah, the whole thing is dumb, and I hope they get smacked around by Riot for doing it. I really do. And I hope that the community... And there is a good community backlash. Hey, I, for once, I actually agree with things posted on r slash League of Legends. That, I think, has never happened in the history of the internet. But they actually are making good points on this and saying that this is fucking dumb. And I am absolutely in agreement with that. It's ridiculous. Like, if what you're doing is creating a tournament for people who are not necessarily well represented, then just do that and don't right. fulfill a fucking quota. And frankly, I, I, to people in chat, are like, yeah, this is boring. I'm sick of talking about transvestites and feminists. I don't give a fuck. Leave. Get out. Yeah, get over it. I don't give well a shit. Well I don't said. give a fuck if you think that. It's my show. I'll talk about whatever the fuck I want to talk about. If you don't like it, tune out. We won't miss you. Go. <laughs> yeah, it's too bad. I think uh, it's good that these days people are talking about these sort of issues a lot more than they used to. Uh, and I think games games coverage has really evolved in a lot of good ways in that we're talking about sexism and transgenders and other other parts of gaming. The, it's it's legitimate esports news. Like, it, it's oh, a yeah, huge totally. deal to the point where Riot commented on it. This is the news section. You don't want to hear news? Get the fuck out and listen to a more irrelevant show then. There's plenty around that they you can pick They just came from. for the weasel noises, man. Yeah, that's I all know. they did. You're good. You're good. Now keep listening to the yeah, other cool get stuff. Get out of here. Idiots. All right. Yes, we lost a whole 0% of our viewers. Right, okay. Well, let's get, let's get on to some of the news, because I think we've all kind of got to the point where we just... <laughs> After the fact, we hey, the fact of the matter the is, like, we have yeah. dealt with some deep shit topics over the last few weeks, and I'm going to continue to deal with deep shit topics. And if you don't fucking like it, you can stop listening to the show. It's really that simple. And I don't care if you do, because I'm going to do the show that I want to do, and I don't care about the fucking numbers. That's good. Simple. Now that they're out of here, let's move on and talk. Let's talk about, about weasels. Now that right, those so assholes are gone, let's talk about the things they wanted to talk about. Indeed, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's get rid of them now. All right, so yeah, there's been a few other things. So yeah, the Techland modding thing was quite the ordeal. So what happened was uh, Techland brought out Dying Light, and it had some problems here and there. Let's, let's just put it that way. And... They brought uh, there was a couple of little mods that came out to try and fix some of this stuff. Like there was a mod that got rid of the film grain effect, for instance. And these mods were DMCA'd on the places that they were stored. Mediafire basically is where they were put. They're tiny little modifications, and they were they were removed under the Digital Millennium Copyright Act. And people went ape shit as a result of this because they said Techland is censoring modders. Techland is not modder friendly. So there was a whole hoo ha about that, and the. The conclusion, at least according to the ESA, at any rate, in a statement that they made, was that they they egregiously put out DMCA claims on Dying Light mod files that apparently they thought were piracy of some description, and they had a third-party company do it. Uh, they refer to it as copyright infringement, essentially, which is not. Modding is not copyright infringement. And there was a huge uproar over the, the rights of modders and the fact that this game had some problems, and enterprising people went and fixed them and then the ESA came and bapped them on the head for it. It's just a whole fucking ridiculous PR disaster. 
I, I cannot believe that this would happen. I will never understand why game developers, gaming companies would be afraid of modding. Because if anything, it extends the life of your game. It, it does. adds new stuff to it the does. game. It, it totally. blows my mind. If you're afraid of modding, it's probably because you want to sell DLC. That's why. Because you're afraid someone will do it better than you and they'll do it for free. That's what you're terrified of. That's yeah, crazy. People don't learn from the most popular game in the world, Minecraft. Like, that game is a modding game. Yeah, and people are like, nope, you can't do it. We're, we're got to respect our vision. But, I mean, in this case, it seemed like it was one big uh, comedy of errors, one just big screw it up. It really was, because it blew up on Reddit, and uh, there's a lot of stuff right. that's blown up on Reddit lately and got really, really popular fast. And then... People it report turns out on to it. not be true. Yeah. Well, right. yeah. I mean, in this case, it kind of turned out to be true, but all of the evidence was really dodgy. Well, like, well, they until said, the ESA flat out admitted it. I think what they had said was that uh, was that Techland was doing it, but it's actually the ESA. I mean, the ESA is a separate entity. I mean, yes. the ESA is technically the video game lobbyist group that works for all the video game companies, but it's yeah, not it like yeah. like I mean, they could be very well doing this sort of thing on their own. So I think Reddit blowing up and saying oh my god Techland is censoring modders is is like not entirely true yeah there, there was also some claims made that there, it was done as kind of an anti-cheat thing because apparently they were afraid of there was a the mod going around that unlocked the dev console that also applied to multiplayer the weird thing about that game is that you can turn multiplayer off like it yep. is it's co-op plus there's the be the zombie mode there's no competitive mode in that game at all so even if someone was cheating, you can kick them out of your game because you have full control over the lobby. So it's not even relevant, as far as I'm concerned, that a dev console was unlocked and it might have allowed cheating in the Be The Zombie mode because the Be The Zombie mode isn't a competitive mode to begin with. So who fucking cares? And, and honestly, it's the internet, so it doesn't matter what the truth is. The minute right. it hits Reddit or it hits a forum and it's like, oh, they made this and they're ruining their own game and fuck modders, then that becomes the truth. And it doesn't matter at that point. And that's, you know, it's unfortunate, but... You, I, it's scary. Yeah. Scary future. It's scary because uh, I'm worried that this will happen more and more as more people, like, choose to browse Reddit over news sites and flock oh, to sites like Reddit. Where, things get where, front page that just end up not being true, you know? Right. And then what happens is is news sites will pick in order up on to it. keep up with Reddit. They just pick up on it without doing any original. I was pretty damn disgusted validating. by the number of news sites that actually fucking did that over this issue. They literally their only source was Reddit. I was yep. like, yeah, the guy didn't even not post the notice. Like you don't even worth, have a copy of the DMCA noting, takedown. Kotaku did not cover this. Yes, I know. Yes, la di da. You you were too busy covering hey, nacho hey, cheese. Hey. That's well, why. You know what? Snack taco. At least nacho cheese. At least nacho cheese is true. Like, we're, <laughs> as far as we know, there are many things covered. we don't know about nacho cheese, according to Kotaku. Or should That's I say, Kotaco? Hey, you're, you're learning ah, true Kotaku! things. Kotaku. Ah! From Kotaku. Kotaku.com, you're learning true, true facts about nacho cheese. And God I think you it. should be more appreciative man, of look, that. The man has the point. The man has the point. He's literally True writing facts. articles about nacho cheese and dancing sharks right speak, the fuck now on speak. this show. It's funny. I mean, people, people, yourself included, give us a lot of flack for some of the fluffy Absolutely. stuff that we do And you deserve And it. we do post fluffy stuff. <laughs> I, I, I think... I don't think I think an ideal gaming site has plenty of fluffy stuff. I don't think there's a problem with fluffy stuff. But I, I like do think there's a serious so That's problem. how I make my living. Indeed. I think there's a serious problem. You with, are the wow crendor uh, of games journalism. Non-content. 
He doesn't even get the reference because he's not a, a YouTuber. Serious problem with inaccurate stuff. Yeah, I'm not going to disagree <laughs> with that. Is that an insult or a compliment? Uh, is that it's, an it's kind of both. We have him on the show sometimes. We just don't kind of really want him here. It, you have to ask him. <laughs> That's not oh, man. true. Lovely. Yes, we like Wow Crendor. She <laughs> said away from the microphone. <laughs> Try to distance herself from that opinion as much as possible. He's great. Love, love but yeah, guy. no, I mean, the the inaccuracy thing really worries me about the future of journalism and, and reporting. And I hope well, it's, that, it's racing, uh, isn't it? Uh, it's like it's racing to get it out because like. I remember watching the newsroom and them being desperate. It's like, we need a second source. We need a second source. And these games news websites, like, no, Reddit's fine. There's multiple posts on Reddit. That counts as two sources, right? No, it doesn't. You idiots. Uh, And then the great thing is they can then post a follow-up article that corrects it and get double the ad revenue. And they don't. (laughs) It's funny. Did you see? I actually just tweeted a thing um that was the, the website touch arcade they posted an article saying the world ends with you on ios 8 is broken but square enix won't fix it and then today the next they posted day one that said they posted it an would. article saying yeah that the world ends you know where the news came from is broken and reddit will fix it yeah right, that post exactly. was on reddit under ios gaming that's where they got that news from Yep. And and I must say, I mean, I think Kotaku in the past had a reputation for doing this sort of rumor chasing and like yep. like poorly sourced articles. And that's something that we've worked very hard uh, to replace with nacho years, cheese I think, articles. Since, to replace the nacho cheese. No, and watermelon butts to, and to, articles about snacks, you know. So look, you do nacho cheese. I'm on, I'm on that bandwagon. I'm on that bandwagon. Actually, this is about ethics and snack journalism. I don't know what you're doing. I'm hey, with you on that. Hey. Gotta have ethics in all journalism, from uh, video games I, to Jello pudding. I need to know whether or not your opinion on Jello pudding is biased. Like, are you are you under the thumb of Big Pudding? It's important for me to I know am. this information. I if, am. Incidentally, Big if Big Pudding no. wants to sponsor our show, we're entirely fine. Yeah, with no, that. I'm, I'll be under the thumb of Big Pudding. Give it, just give me the pudding. We get sent. I think. We got sent a package of red velvet Oreos the other day, and full disclosure, I had one. It was swag from Oreo. Scumbag. Full disclosure. Ethical. Scumbag. Full disclosure. Send oh, us Oreos, Oreo. Sorry, I don't want Oreos. They suck. Oreos are terrible. Don't send me Oreos, Oreo. <laughs> no, they weren't. I mean, they just tasted like red velvet. Not, not so great. Red velvet's disgusting. I'm out. Yeah, I'm not a fan. Yeah. Not my fa- not my favorite. Yes. So yeah, apparently Techland they've they've come out with a statement saying they're not anti mod. They fucked up. They won't do it again. Let's see if that's right. true. Here's a heartwarming story. You know, uh, we talked about the G two A thing last week. I believe we talked about. Oh, was it the week before we went on uh, the big gray market keys discussion? Oh, it was last week. Oh, it yeah, was it was last, last week. week that we did that. That was our big topic last week. Well, as it turns out, Ubisoft had decided to honor the dodgy fraudulent keys if you've already activated them. They came out and straight up said. Yeah, we'll let you keep the game. If you haven't activated it, you're not going to keep it. But if you've started playing it and you got it from a place like G2 Play or whatever, then you are you can keep it. Which, frankly, is very generous and probably the right PR move, although I'm a little <laughs> bit worried about the message it's sending to people. It's like, oh, well, there's not really a risk that you, when you're buying from these dodgy sites then because right. there's a PR incentive for these companies to honor the keys. So why the hell wouldn't you? Well, I I think it, it it's one of those things where they're trying to negate what we were saying last week is like, could it possibly be Ubisoft behind like that kind of oh, thing? Oh, the, the the price fixing yeah. allegation. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's that is a possibility. And so it, then it goes back to those sites. It puts the pressure back on the sites. Like, do you really want to trust a third party seller? Like, yeah, that I think kind you're of right. Thing? 
they did they did get a good opportunity to remind people only buy from these sources right. you know so it was good they get good pr out of it and they get to fire another shot at these guys mm-hmm. these gray market key sellers and they also raise awareness it's like look we're letting you get away with it this time because we're nice guys you're not we know that but that's right. what we're saying but these fuckers they fucked you over these are the guys that screwed you over yeah. so you want you want to keep an eye on them so yeah i think it's a smart, it's smart, smart move. move smart move yeah nicely done uh, we've also had, uh, uh, Sony Online Entertainment has left Sony for the, like, they've been with them for like 17 years. They're now called Daybreak. About uh, time. About time. They were I mean, bought though, right? Yeah. yeah they, they were bought were, by Sony an investment group. Yeah. It'll be, it'll be interesting. I mean, finally we'll get to see like EverQuest and H1N1 and what is it? H1Z1? H1Z1. H1Z1, yeah. H1Z1, yeah. Because on, uh, H1N1's on bird flu. That's not as fun. Right, right, right. <laughs> I always confuse those two. Same thing. <laughs> um... Now we'll finally see those games on Xbox, which is pretty cool. I mean, more competition is better for everyone. Yeah, yep. I'd agree. I mean, it, it was always this weird situation where there were like a PC developer that were also developing for PlayStation 3 right, right. and 4. So, I mean, it, it, seeing Planetside 2 go on multiple formats, I think is great. Um, it, I, I, I've always made, the, I've made this argument repeatedly that, yeah, it's a PC game, and obviously I'll always play Planetside 2 on PC. Why the fuck would I play it on a console? But if it's successful on console, that's more money that can also be invested in the PC version because they're going to want to keep parity. So it, sh- it should be encouraged, I think, to see these games on console. Plus, hey, you know, if you're seeing good quality free-to-play games on console that don't suck, then that's a nice bit of competition in a space where they didn't really exist before, and hopefully it breeds more market innovation. That's the hope, anyway. Mm-hmm. So I don't see a problem with it. I think it's pretty cool. Let's uh, see what they come up with. I imagine it'll mostly just be Xbox ports. I don't know how much. I don't know if it's going to help PC in any way. Probably not. Not directly, anyway. Oh, apparently H1N1 is swine flu. H5N1 is bird flu. Thank you, chat. Much appreciated. Oh, tiny flu. Of course. Hey, I had oh, swine flu. It fucking sucks. Gotta pigs get our are, pigs right. are one, birds are five. Obviously. Obviously. <laughs> yeah, swine flu sucks. You don't want it. Trust me. Had it been there, done that. Oh, man. Ugh. Oh. Horrible. I did get a week off work. That was pretty cool. Yeah, no, nice. sick. yeah, I was all right. Literally yeah, sick. sick. Very, very sick. <laughs> uh, okay, is there any other news that people want to talk about before we kind of wrap the show up? Anything that was on the list or wasn't on the list that is worth? I gotta, I gotta, I gotta shout out Joystick. Rest in yeah, peace. Rest in peace. Oh yeah, I was gonna say uh, like a lot, like, of, all a the... lot of good folks. Wow, a lot of good folks lost their AOL jobs, which is sad. Got, yeah. yeah. Yep. AOL really fucked them on um, that one, didn't they? Mm-hmm. It's really, I mean, it's an example of like like a, a big corporation not knowing how to adapt and evolve and run a site. Uh, and I bet the people who made the decisions to shut it down like probably didn't read it, probably know nothing about games or game coverage. Are you coverage, saying AOL it's, didn't it's get really with the times? <laughs> I'm shocked. Did you yeah, know? Did you know that most of their revenue, even today, comes from like AOL America Online, the software, and like sending those discs out to elderly folks all across mm-hmm. the country? Jesus Christ! Yep. Really? That still works? Yes. Yep. It's Fuck. it's crazy to imagine, but uh, it's like like people are stuck in the '90s and AOL's businesses. I mean, yeah, it's really sad. It's really like. Uh, a lot of good folks lost their jobs, and hopefully they they bounce back and get back on their feet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, uh, big shout out to um, the folks over at Rooster Teeth. Uh, rest in peace, Monty, uh, who was taken way before his time. Really, really sad. Really, really tragic thing to happen. So, 
Um, certainly hope that they're they're making their way through this. So all our yeah. sympathies out for that. It really sucks. <clears throat> well, that was a depressing note to end on, wasn't it? I uh, wonder if there's actually any other... There's not really any other news this week that's really worth covering, is there? Outside of Battlefield Hardline, obviously, doing its second beta. I have well, installed, I, I I'm ready say, to play I, it. I, I came in thinking, uh, and I never got to, I came in thinking about Majora's Mask 3D. And I you never to talked about it. Talk you missed about, the opportunity no, completely. I, I missed the opportunity. Well, let me, real quick, let me say, okay. this is the only Zelda game I haven't played. I'm playing it for the first time. And oh, really? it is blowing my friggin' mind. It is like one of, it's like, like made it to the top of my list of Zelda games. It's amazing. Never been in Majora's Mask. Never it's, the creepiest, it. it's the creepiest, yeah. weirdest Zelda game you will ever play. It's Hands unsettling. Down. It's great. It's like unsettling and it has this tone and it has so many smart ideas that other Zelda games never use. Like the idea that everyone is on this linear time path and like that you have to use time as a dimension in a way that you would use exploring in another Zelda game where you, if you have to get somewhere at the right time, it's really cool. And like having to plot out each cycle of three days. Uh, and the mass transforming. There's just so many cool things about the game. I strongly recommend it when it comes out next week. Cool. Probably won't play it. I I just can't I can't deal with Zelda games. I've never found any one of them fun, so I don't know what's going on with me. I'm obviously just really wow. I'm just fucked in the head, obviously. Yeah. It's, a, wow. uh, it's part of not the puzzles. Even, not even Link to the Past. No. That's like the game, dude. Nah. Really? That's like the SNES game. A Link to the Past. Wait, Wait which Zelda games have kid. you played? Uh, Which I played ones have you played? Ocarina of Time, Link to the Past, and oh, like, um, so Wind Waker. Didn't like any. The most like recent any one, wow. Link Between Worlds, was really fun too. I thought. Yeah, that's. It's awesome, the puzzling. Awesome. I think that does me in. I'm not really a fan mm. of the puzzling. So, that's unfortunate. It's fair. I tried. I, I tried to like him, but I do not. It's heartbreaking. Sorry. <laughs> I apologize. You just you just turned it from like like we, here we were talking about good news to end the show on, and now we're going to oh, oh, mass. Yeah. And now you're just like, oh, I hate I I hate Zelda. I I'm don't like Zelda. <laughs> I hate Zelda. Yeah. See ya. Look, Peace. Yeah. If, if, if we want if we want good news, let us appreciate that uh, uh, Chris Pratt is training uh, Velociraptors in the Jurassic World trailer, and that's the best thing in the freaking world. Okay. Thank you. That's how we're gonna end with. A man training velociraptors to ride with him on a motorcycle. Best news in the world. That's how we end. The movie's probably going to be terrible. It don't matter. He's training <laughs> velociraptors to fight a bigger dinosaur with him on a motorcycle. Chris Pratt, 2015. <laughs> All right. Release list. Dodge go. Today, February 3rd, we have Criminal Girls Invite Only for Vita and PlayStation Network. Well, what is that invite exactly? Only. I don't know. Criminal Girls Invite Only. Criminal that Girls That sounds like an anime game. This is a Dodger like game, a I think. It's definitely an anime game. Okay. Is it? It's like Honey Pop. I Apparently, you can motivate the girls with a whip. Oh, my God. There are butts everywhere. Oh She's straight up touching her vajayjay. It is a, a JRPG of Why sorts. Why am I missing this? Why don't I see this? Crimson Girls. Apparently it has an uncomfortable plot. <laughs> uh, That's my favorite kind of plot. Right. Me. Well, Dodger, you have your Vita, so you report on Criminal Girls for us next week. You gotta do that. I, yeah, I'm I very interested and don't want to be anywhere near it. <laughs> Why Why would I Google Criminal Girls invite only? The fourth picture is just a picture of two random women. It's not even the game. 
Oh, oh man, this this All look. Right. Oh, there's a special edition of safe course. Safe search on. Of course, no <laughs> safe search off. You safe get to see the off. special edition of Criminal Girls. Jesus Christ, you're not kidding. They is literally just masturbating for no reason. What the hell is yeah, happening? Looks, Why? It says very good over her butthole. Okay, next, <laughs> next. <laughs> Thanksgiving coming out today. I fucking love Japan. I'm sorry. <laughs> they bring us so many wonderful moments. But she's a cat girl. She needs approval, though. Very good. It's this little petter. You don't get it. You don't Apparently get it. Apparently, I don't. I don't get I'm, it. I obviously do not. Okay. Dodger Next. gets it. She knows all about it. Oh, she that. knows exactly what she's talking about. Next yeah. game coming yes. out today. A stray for PC. A stray. Okay. What's that about? I don't know. Because you didn't Google it, did you? Yeah, we, we haven't. We have This is the section of the show where we very quickly Google things and pretend to know what we're talking about. It, I don't even. What? I, it's barely coming up. Uh, what is it? What is it? It's um. It's a horror. It's a first-person puzzle horror. Well, there's a game I won't play. That's every <laughs> genre I hate mostly. Just add 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 platformer in there, and then you'll have me. Yes, this. Uh, it, I don't know what this is really. Oh, all right. Next up today is Darkest Dungeon, which I told you about yes. earlier. It's, it's super, early super access fun. warning. It's early it access. is early Not access done. on PC. You can get it yeah. on Steam. Mm -hmm. um, Apotheon. For yes, I can tell you about PC. this one because I played it at PAX like two fucking years ago. It is... Yes, that was, that's the game that's been at every single PAX for like yep. five years. Yep, it's, uh, it's got a really nice art style that's done in the ancient Greek pottery style. It's awesome. <laughs> yep. You can get and on it today. It is a side-scrolling action RPG platformer thingy that you can stab people with spears. It's pretty fun. And it, it looks and moves just um, like you would be it, on, like, ancient Greek pottery. It's yes. really cool. It is really neat. How does it compare to Hercules for Sega Genesis? I'm going to assume it's probably better. It looks like the no. parts when the women would sing. Like, from zero to hero, no time flat. It looks exactly like that. It's great. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Thanks for yes. that. Much appreciated. Next. You're welcome. Kick and Fennec for PlayStation Network. It's a brand new puzzle platform adventure for PlayStation Vita about a little boy with a very big gun. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, wow. Risk he should, he should hang out with the criminals. Indeed, he yeah, should. No very good. Next. Uh, risk for PlayStation 4. Oh, I don't know what Risk is. I know, right? Risk, oh, they made it, they made it look like uh they made risk. it look futuristic futuristic risk. So oh, they've like done that shit again. A war table, yeah. Well, didn't yeah. they just do that with risk factions? They had you could play cats and you could attack the cat the, the the nation of cats could attack what? the nation. That of other. Awesome. Yeah, what? risk factions. You never played it? It's there's a nation no? there's a nation of robots. There's a nation of uh, cats. And they all have different battle what? animations. Yeah. What? Yeah. I actually, I just played the Game of Thrones board game, which is kind of like Risk, and there should be a video game version of that. I that game that. is supposed to be brilliant. It's li this I mean, faction yeah, is literally fun. called Cats. It's really fun. Yeah, the ca it's called Cats. I'm not kidding. Game of Thrones with Cats. It's got to be done. The, the leader's name is Generalissimo Meow. Indeed. It should've is. should have been Chairman Meow, but whatever. That's yeah. fine. It should have been Chairman Meow. Yeah, I think okay. they just wanted to avoid the controversy. Next. Next up. SpongeBob, SpongeBob Hero Pants for PlayStation Network Vita. Surprisingly Vita. enough, most SpongeBob wow. games are actually pretty good. That's the, the shocking thing about them is they're all fairly highly rated. <laughs> Who knew? Well, SpongeBob knew? game. Yep. Uh, next up is King Oddball for PlayStation Three. Okay. This game looks so stupid. What is it? You're you're a giant moon king man with a tongue that picks crap up. Okay. Wow. It's Katamari. Is it the Katamari dinosaur? It's a side scroller by the looks of it. It was on Android previously. It's called King Oddball it looks, Ends the World. 
It looks like uh, Angry Birds, kind of, but you're a giant moon that with a tongue that picks up rocks and throws it at dudes. Well, video games, well, sure. Story of my life. Something not. Yeah. Okay, God. next. We are in a whole new world. Real Fishing Masters Challenge for PlayStation Vita. Yeah, that's my jam. Next. Your squirrel. Uh, and then tomorrow, February 4th, we have Grow Home for PC. That was the oh. Ubisoft thing that just came out of nowhere. You play as yeah, Bud, a botanical utility droid. Like two weeks ago. Yeah. Guess what it involves? Climbing. Wow. Oh, dear. I, I looked do, it up, like, but all uh, I got credit, was pot. <laughs> credit to Ubisoft for like taking these chances on these tiny games like Child of Light and Grow Home and Valiant Hearts. I mean, yeah. for all the flack they get, and they get a lot of flack deservedly, yeah. uh, they do tend to make these like interesting, artsy games that other publishers might not try. Here's an idea. Stop making AAA games for two years and release nothing but stuff like this, and then see how well right? your reputation recovers. Oh, the That next would game. be fascinating. Oh. Yes. Nothing, go for it. <laughs> go on. I've played, the, I've played the next game. The next game is I'll called Rise of Incarnates for PC. Holy crap. Guys, if you liked uh, Metal Gear Rising, jump on this. <laughs> jump on this. I've played a it's bit of it. Your, it's not quite that good. It, you're playing, like, it's a versus kind of thing, but it's in that weird sort of over-the-top space. So it's not, it's, Kinda, no, it's yeah. not, it's not nearly as good as Metal Gear Rising. But if you like it's that multiplayer. sort of aesthetic that feel try it i played it and was like what i played a bit of it now, i wasn't hugely impressed but i'll play it again now that it's kind of out of beta I... uh next up is a game called to be or not to be for pc i can't find <sighs> any info on this thing like i don't I got nothing uh, the only thing i can find is the steam page Guide Hamlet, Ophelia, and Hamlet Senior to hundreds of hilarious deaths in Ryan North's choosable path edition of Shakespeare's Hamlet. I'm in on this shit. This sounds incredible. That sounds amazing. Video games are so fucking weird. Play as three different characters, each with their own unique adventures. Hamlet, Ophelia, or Hamlet's dad, King Hamlet. Spoiler alert, you get ghost powers, then must investigate your own murder. This is fantastic. Travel through time, fight pirates, kill a guy in a church. It's totally okay. He's a jerk. View the Hamlometer at the end of each story to see how well you stuck to the Bard's vision. What? Oh, this is this is one of those. There's a this is another one of those. There's been a, a recent series. It looks like it because I can't find any actual game footage. It this appears to be. Uh, a text, like one of those text game things. Yeah, yeah, all... it's, it's 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 a, it's a choose-your-own-adventure, very much so. Uh, right. It's time oh, for the Hamlometer. Awesome. I love it. I have to check this out. I'm all over this shit. This looks incredible. That sounds. This cool. is on my list. Yeah, it comes yeah. out in a day and three hours. Oh all right, next. Cool. February fifth, we've got Cities XXL for PC. Heard some good oh things about this God. shit. Uh, so the City series has been pretty bad, but so has SimCity. Yeah, I'm not but a fan. Yeah, but apparently C's XXXL will totally fix everything, guys. Honest. So maybe oh. it might. Is that a response to SimCity's tiny cities? I think like, so. Oh, here think... we, got, we got XXL. Yeah. It's developed <laughs> yeah, by Monte tiny. Cristo and uh, Focus Home Interactive, which is not exactly the best company ever. But they, they, might, they might make it happen this time. We'll see. Maybe. Uh, Fractured Soul for PC. If I, is that a... Sure. Yeah, that's that was on 3DS. That was yeah. a, it was kind. Of, I think it's like a, it uses multiple dimensions. That's an interesting looking game. I haven't played yeah. it, but it looks interesting. I'm disappointed it's not based off of the Jessica Sorensen uh, erotic novel Fractured Souls. That is the first thing that that came up when I googled <laughs> <What>? it. <laughs> Next, Jessica. 
I'm just disappointed. Castle in the Darkness for PC. Okay. I <laughs> don't know Castle much about darkness. that one. Castle in the Darkness. It is an action mm -hmm. exploration platformer with some RPG elements. So in other words, like every other game on Steam right now. Uh, mm -hmm. But it is only $6, and there's a big blue knight in it, and it looks like it was made on 3DS. And it appears, I think it's a, it's actually a, it's Asian developed by the looks of it. Possibly Japanese. There's a frog with a sword. Crown yeah, the, the pieces of this game look not. exactly like um, Simon's Quest. Castlevania. They do, actually, yeah. It looks it like very straight up Castlevania game. Mm, it does, but it's kind of got a little chibi character, kind of Game Boy level character. Mm -hmm. Okay. Weird. Okay. Mm. Uh, Moon Chronicles, episode 2, 3, and 4 for 3DS. Can't tell you much about those. Me neither. Uh, don't know much about Moon Chronicles. Uh, it's... It's made by Way Forward, I think, uh, who make a lot of interesting games for 3DS and Wii U. Oh, hang on a minute. Is it? This isn't Moon, though. I mean, this is not the same thing as Moon. Yeah, it is. It's a 3D it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's. Oh, Moon's great. So they've kind of made it an episodic game. That's a bit hmm. weird. Yeah, Moon was cool. Yeah, I'm not sure. Interesting. Yeah, but apparently it's not that well rated. But we'll see. I okay. did just play uh, a game by them called Zeo Drifter, which is pretty interesting. It's like a Metroidvania 3DS game. Okay. It's pretty mm. pretty cool. Fair enough. Yeah, Renegade Kid have released some interesting stuff. Next. On oh, February 6th, we've got Ubinota for PC. Ubinota. 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 The hell kind of a name is that? Where inhabitants live in the sky on floating islands made of cubes, which seems impractical. A disaster threatens to make the population fall into the depths. The magic paint that keeps the cubes stuck together is drying out. Lucian, a trainee painter, fights with others against the disaster by repainting the islands. It's a 3D puzzle game, essentially. Perfect. Uh, next up is Pixel Heroes Bite and Magic for PC. I refuse to acknowledge that pun. <coughs> then moving on. And lastly, on February 9th, you got... This is your fault, got... Bite and Magic. You did this. <laughs> you did this to yourself. On February 9th, we've got Alice's Mom's Rescue. Are you fucking kidding me? DC? What is DC? DC? What the fuck is I feel like DC? that must have meant PC. Uh, yeah. No, for Dreamcast? Yeah, I just confused. Going back... Dreamcast. The... Going back <laughs> no, a few seconds. It literally I said says Dreamcast on this. Oh, it's actually for Dreamcast. No, they're not what? kidding. This yeah, is a game for Dreamcast. Dreamcast. Uh -huh. Coming 2015 for Dreamcast. Yep. What the fuck? Yep, that what? was not a typo. It's actually a Dreamcast game. Alice's Mom was a rescue. It's Alice coming for Sega Dreamcast. It is a 2D platformer for Dreamcast, region free with 25 stages. What? Well, it's, that is it, quite really. An an There's an Android app of it? It's an Android app. It's, yeah, it's a on game. Android as well, but it's also coming to Dreamcast. That's super weird. Okay. Uh -huh. That's happened in that lucrative Dreamcast market. That was a that was a thing Dreamcast. that happened, wasn't it? Wasn't there that RPG that also released for the Genesis like yeah. quite recently? Yes, yes. Yeah. Also, apparently, Pier, Sunla uh, Sunless Pier Sea Solar. is coming out of early access on the sixth, so that's worth looking at. I've heard that's pretty legit. Cool. And then but yeah, that's it. Yeah, until pretty much. Tuesday. Like yeah, the next end. Tuesday's evolve basically. So we'll see how that turns out. No idea what's going on with that. 
All right, that pretty much wraps up the show, folks. Thank you very much for watching. Before we go, we would love you to go and look at our stuff. So why don't we start with Jason? One, where do you go to find the best snack coverage? And secondly, what do you plan on doing for the next week? Or hey, so? snack coverage, www.kotaku.com. Um, we actually, I mean, we have an option if you're just interested in video game news, kotaku.com slash kotaku core. And, oh, uh, was that the place where I found the $3,000 crystal they, they we imbued talking. PS4? Uh-huh. That, was, that was a mistake. We took it <laughs> off there. Okay, all right, sure. Kotaku uh, Core. You can come if I you just want to follow my work. If you just want to follow my work and my stupid tweets, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Jason Schreier. The rest is, the rest is yeah, garbage. Uh, I, will, <laughs> I, I, I will occasionally tweet about snacks. Bet you do. Um, no, everybody at Kotaku is wonderful. Kotaku.com. And uh, let's see, what am I doing over the next week? Uh, playing games, working on stories. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything I can talk about. Um, I'm doing a cool story that I'm working on about uh, Kaizo Mario, which is uh, this ROM hack Mario that I'm sure yeah. you guys, yeah, you guys must be familiar with that. It's a on super we hard, know. impossible. Yep, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Uh, that they call Asshole Mario, and uh, I've been talking to a bunch of people and trying to get in touch with a developer in Japan, but it's it's been difficult, um, and that should be a cool story. Uh, other stories I'm working on, I can't talk about. Of course. So yeah, that's 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 me. Right. Bye, you guys. Cool, Jesse. What's going up on the show this week? Sorry, I was looking at that uh, Crystal PS4. Uh-huh. I look. It it's cool. Fabulous. It's cool. That's right? a fabulous. That is a fabulous thing I would have in a minute. Um, it's too bad channel, you can't eat it, or look, else it would be the perfect Kotaku post. Absolutely, if, it's a perfect. If storm. you made a nacho, if you, if made you a covered nacho it in nacho PS4, cheese, yes, yes. Buy I'm the in. PS4, cover it in nacho cheese. Profit done. No, you have a little tray, and the heat from the PS4 heats up the nacho cheese. Perfect. Why am I the one thinking of this stuff? What is going on? <laughs> Man. Anyway, if, if you want great insight like that, but over game footage, <laughs> tune into Over my footage of picking herbs in the hinterlands for the 15th hour. I finally, look, I finally left Haven this week. Episode well 31. done. Finally left Haven. That series is um, never going to fucking end. So that's the thing. Oh, it'll go on forever. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, come, come, come join the fun and watch that and a bunch of other stuff on my channel. And uh, yeah, if you want to see Crendor and I completely sell out and play Hardline, which nothing like cops going crazy in a city to make you feel good about a game, uh-huh. tune in. Tune in. It'll be great, guys. So that and more this week. YouTube.com slash Cox. Dodger, what anime bullshit will you bring us this week? Well, I obviously have to play Criminal Girls because... Apparently so. Jeez. Yeah, um, lots of non-animu stuff, some animu ah. stuff, though. Uh, Krender and I are both not quite as sick anymore, so we were able to record more Realistair, so oh, okay. more of that will be going up, and we uh, we more cheat dating, to so. touch the butt because okay. we couldn't touch the butt without cheating. I see. And uh, I'm also playing Life is Strange. I don't know how many of you heard, but yesterday was a really bad day to try to upload anything. So, yes, it was all over um, the place. Yeah, so nothing went up yesterday, but um, new episode of Life is Strange goes up today. Well, it shouldn't uh, be too long a series. The, you know, the game only runs about two hours, I think, for the first yeah, episode. It's two yeah, it's two hours long. There's, yeah. yeah, there's like one more episode after this. But anyway, um, <clears throat> and 
yeah, just got some some stream stuff going up. I stream any, on Twitch.tv slash Dexterity Bonus. Oh, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if it if it suits. If it suits all your channel. streams are nothing but you swearing at video games, so I think that it would suit you just fine. Super salty. That, yeah. that is the saltiest stream. I go in there like in the morning just to feel better salty. about my life. It's great. Salty. She's just like I tune in. She's like, "Fuck this game." I'm like, "Yep, it's the morning." Salty. <laughs> yeah, you've been showing up in my Saturday morning streams. Mostly quite just often to annoy just you. Just show up and be like, "All right, what sort of bullshit's going on in here?" <laughs> well, I gotta go. <laughs> Pretty much, that's what I do. I just, I visit streams and then just leave. It's great. I cause trouble in the chat and then just go away. It's perfect. But um, uh, yeah, um, if you'd like to subscribe to me, that would be fantastic. And on all the social medias, I'm at Dexbonus, D-E-X-B-O-N-U-S. Cool. Love you all. Thanks for watching. Yes. Uh, stuff will come this week. Uh, my my tongue is mostly healed now that I have uh, stuff to help. So I've I've had a problem in the last few days of not being able to talk properly, which was fun. So I'm gonna have to make up for that. And I don't know if I probably won't have any content out tomorrow because of this show taking up most of the day. But I'll see what I can come up with. I am looking to finish the Dying Light video. I did the port report, which people seem to like for some inexplicable reason. And I'll continue to rub that in the face of traditional media till the end of time that I can get people to watch me talk about options menus for 25 minutes and they can't. But outside of that, we'll definitely do the critique yes, of Yes, but can Light. you get nacho cheese? If I did nacho cheese, I would beat the shit out of your views. Don't even start with me, Jason. Don't throw down wow. in my house. <laughs> Wait, hold on. This You haven't seen our pizza not, videos. This is not, you have this no. is not a stick way. Nope. Jason, look, but, I'm gonna tell you something right but, now. You haven't seen the video. Sixty-five dollar cake. He 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 ate. He went to like some. When he came to visit, he got like some Twinkie thing. A Twinkie. A a chocolate covered Twinkie. That video six hundred and fifty thousand views for me Hold eating on. a Twinkie. Hold on. So <laughs> you yourself. have a video of you eating a Twinkie, and you are making fun of Kotaku. Here's the thing. <laughs> Here's the thing, I have a Hold channel, on. an entire channel dedicated to bullshit. I keep the bullshit off my main channel. Oh, oh, so... My bullshit channel bullshit is called Jenna Bane, it's named after my wife. You still post other... Okay, so we keep the bullshit off of Kotaku Core, but... Of course, Kotaku Core. Does that not count in your... I'm gonna go there tomorrow, there's your... gonna be articles about Doritos. I'm gonna find one. it. Set the record. There's nothing that can happen now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, you seem to be breaking up. What a shame. I can't hear what you're saying. Coverage. That's tragic. Wow. Wow. I love it. Uh, so outside of that, uh, I don't know. There'll, there'll be content of some description. I'm sure. Next I'll come time up you with tweet something. about watermelon butts, uh, I'm going to have to find that Twinkie video. Oh, you, you do that, and you will be forever jelly. <laughs> That video yeah, is I mean well monetized. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, yeah. Outside of that, um, yeah, that's pretty much about it. I think the, 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 there'll be some content over the next few days that I can pretty much guarantee. I'm sure. We'll, uh, Jesse gets off the floor. Well done. Hi. Uh, yeah, but big thanks to everyone who tuned into the show today. Of course, absolutely fantastic. Before I go, something we have to play. So someone made a tribute song. Yes. Yes. We've got to go out on it. It's the co-optional tribute song, which apparently now exists. I don't know why it exists. I'm not going to deny that it exists, but it is there, and we're going to inflict it upon you. 
So big thanks to Espanto Music for creating the Co-optional Podcast tribute. That's what you're going to be hearing as we go out. Big thanks to our guest Jason Try of Kotaku and, of course, Jesse Cox and Dodger, as always, for a great show. If you missed anything, then if you're a subscriber, the VOD is up right now on Twitch. If you're not a subscriber, well, you can wait till Thursday and you'll be able to catch the VOD over on YouTube.com slash CynicalBrit or get it on my SoundCloud or the iTunes feed. Just a reminder, by the way, because people keep saying, why is the iTunes feed not working? That's the old one. We changed it months ago. Look for the hat, not the Polaris signal. Look for the hat on iTunes. You will find the new iTunes feed. We update on time. We don't suck. Simple as that. The Corruptional Podcast Tribute by Espanto Music will be our outro. Thank you for watching, ladies and gentlemen, and good night. Good night.